All right, everybody. Looky, looky, Senator. Here we go. Welcome to Midnight Mando, the season finale of Midnight Mando. I can't believe we made it this far. Eight weeks. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. This has been a tremendously fun couple of months. In it's a been cra- a journey. It's been a journey, and it's been a crazy year. So we can't tell you how much we appreciate everybody hanging out. And I got to say, Chapter 16, The Rescue, Mandalorian Season 2, did one of those things where it asked a whole lot of questions. Felt like Lost. I was gutted. I felt like the series finale of Lost. <laughs> it was I've, worse than that. It was I, a complete emotional break <laughs> and mental breakdown. I've, I've always told people that the two hardest days of my life were when my grandmother died and the day after Lost ended. <laughs> which I don't know what that says about me. <laughs> and you can extrapolate from there. Welcome, everybody, to Midnight Mando. Thank you so much for joining us. We are live on YouTube. We have so much to cover. I have a feeling this could be one of the longer episodes of the season. So I hope everybody has their, uh, I don't know, what do you Safety call Safety belts on because <laughs> yes. we're going into hyperdrive. Uh, let's go ahead and introduce our roundtable. Abigail, what do you got going on Spotchka. there? Okay. Uh This is actually just Mountain Dew. Uh, <laughs> power Berry Blast. I'm doing okay, honestly. I've watched the episode three times and talked to friends and... I think I'm going to be all right and composed through this entire breakdown. You're going to be good? We'll see. I might have to step away from the microphone. Okay. <laughs> um, we got the live chat going in YouTube. So uh, let us know how you guys are feeling as we get going here. Uh, Jacob Stevens joining us all the way from Washington State. I forget. You're in Seattle? Are you in Olympia? Are you in Tacoma? Those are the three I know. There you go. I'm uh, in between. I'm in uh, Tacoma, North Tacoma. Yeah, North Tacoma. Uh, North well, Tacoma. Uh, Jake, uh, you know you've got from Four Lombazuckus. You've been with us a couple times here. Uh, it's been a lot of fun having you. So uh, I, I, I'm going to be relying on that expertise. We're going deep tonight. Get out your Star Wars encyclopedias. Uh, so the uh, teacher in me has uh, Stevens in. Look at those pages notes. and pages. No, Damn. Ready to go. My Damn. God, do we have graphs in there too? Some yes. pie yes. charts. I want a I Venn diagram. <laughs> By the way, uh, Venn diagram of Moth Gideon's facial expressions as shit goes down. Yes. Oh, oh yes. <laughs> oh. yes. Also joining us, Troy Benjamin. You know him as the host of the Ghostbusters interdimensional cross rip. He's been with us all season. He's a great friend, uh, an even better author. He's a better author than he is friend. Cause he's never even flown to Atlanta <laughs> and hung out with us during the pandemic. How dare him? Yeah. <laughs> and not for lack of trying. Damn it. Uh, Troy, Troy, how are you doing tonight? I'm good, guys. I'm. Uh, I've been avoiding the internet just because I don't want the internet to make me feel again. So uh, <laughs> right, well, right. I'm ready. I'm ready to talk. I'm ready to go. Good. Ready to go. It's uh, a good group. Ryan Dole, Vancouver, BC. How, how's how's it going up there? Are you now? Uh, real talk. Ryan and I talked on the phone for an hour in the <laughs> middle of the night. Literally, in you know, because Mandalorian comes on at 3 a.m., we watch it at 3 a.m., and uh, I don't want to say that was the first time that I've heard Ryan, I don't know, die from crying, weep. Yes, (laughs) Jesus, it was like 
Crash, and then the crash, bro. Yeah, it was like snot coming down. You know, I had tears going. It was, I was a hot mess. And, uh, but it was all a hot mess of joy, right? Like, I was so yeah. happy. I can't, I, I can't remember the last time I watched something of like pop culture, you know, related that has made me like so happy that it's made me that emotional. Right. You know, like, I, I really can't remember the last time. Like, and it was just, yeah. It, so it, needless it to say, I was like, Infinity War. That's what I was gonna say. Right? Too. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Close to Bali. Yeah. yeah Infinity War. Right. And then, uh, yeah. So like, I did the same thing as as Troy. You know, I avoided a lot of the internet. I muted a lot of chats today. I didn't want to <laughs> yes. hear a bunch of casuals give their hot takes. I don't care about your goddamn nitpicks, right? Like, and this happened to like multiple things, and I'm just like, with multiple people, where I just like I. Don't want to hear it. I'm, I'm too high. Right. I'm on too natural of a high today. Like right I've had now. what five hours sleep, yeah. And I feel like I've had twelve hours sleep. Like I still feel so ridiculously happy with everything that I saw. Right. You're gonna crash right after this. You're yeah. Gonna crash gonna, so hard. Oh, I, I dude. I've been wait. dealing with like in, legit insomnia for the last couple nights, uh, and I'm on about three, four hours sleep in the last 48 hours. Ooh. So uh, yeah. we'll, we'll see what happens. Yep. Um, I feel we're like we're going to have Grogu hangovers. Uh, yeah. I want to admit something. So <laughs> I was so delirious watching this episode last night uh, at three in the morning that this morning when I was talking to Abby, I said to her, and this is a real thing that happened. I said, you know, it was really cool that, that Bogotan and Sasha Banks were ki- kicking so much ass. Yeah, you almost um, didn't... You, what, can I say what you said? No. Okay. What ahead. did I say? You're like, you almost didn't even notice the other guy that was there with <laughs> yeah. him. And I was like, the third, The third Mando from the first episode, I was like, yeah, it's crazy. He just kind of kept his health. I created a scenario in my head that he was there the whole time. And what I said was, I was like, I was like, it would have been cool if it was, you know, you got Cara Dune and you got Fennec and then you've got the two female Mandos and then you've got the dude. It would have been cool if it was all females. And Abby's like, what are you talking about? He wasn't there. That was a seminal moment for women. They totally rose-did him. Yeah. They gave him the rose treatment. They said, we don't need you for this mission. Sorry, dude. Do you know Um, why? This is what happens. <laughs> you get to, you you're gonna miss the adventure, man. Because yes, yes, exactly. if he just went for lunch with them instead of like saying, "No, nah, I think I'll just hang out at home today," right? Yeah, right? nothing will happen. And, like, now he now he pays for it. Right. You know? right. that, that's his own fault. So what we're gonna do is we're we're gonna roundtable it like we always do, but we're not gonna we're not gonna break the format here. We got to give out our credits. Uh, we've been doing it all season. How many credits are we gonna give this episode? I'm very excited about this because I have some predictions that uh, this is gonna be a, a high. A high number that we're spending this week. So let's go ahead and uh, let's do that. And by the way, in the chat, let us know how many credits you give this episode. And this is for the last time this season. Oh, that's. Mm. Oh, it got cut off by the thing. Oh, oh no. Well. It's the last time. Oh. I should have brought tissues, man. Fuck. I All need right. some soft goods. Aaron so, Knowles was right. I need soft goods. Um. So. Uh, <laughs> Here we go. Uh, Abigail, I'm going to give you the floor. I felt it, for, for as much that was happening in this episode, obviously, let's just go ahead and say it. You've got this, this unbelievably bittersweet moment 
the build up and the rescue and the, all the stuff with with Din and and Grogu and then um, the special guest star. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't even want to say it yet because I'm still. I part of me thinks I created that too. I woke up this morning. Yeah. I was like, did that really happen? Um, this was a very female badass uh, centric episode. So Abigail, how many credits are you giving it? I have to give this 10 out of 10 credits, like 10 exquisite credits, because this was a, a really <laughs> important episode. Exquisite credits? Yes. yes. Those ones made out of Basker? Or? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Right. Penetrable. Um, I just, it was the most significant episode, I think, of the entire show, of both seasons that we've seen. It was just really important, unexpected, completely surreal, literally perfect, uh, emotionally exhausting, um, and, and just delighted me, especially with some of the things that happened at the very end of the episode, which we'll get to. Yep. There you go. There you go. Uh, Jake, how many credits are you given? Can I? I'm, I want to take a loan from the bank to yes. give out ten <laughs> best guards, ten Republic credits, ten uh, Mon Calamari flan, uh, <laughs> ten. You know, I don't. Let's just throw the whole bank at them because yep. this this episode works on a million different levels. It is. It pays tributes to tons of star wars that's come before it it lays easter eggs and and stuff for what's going to come ahead of us uh, it's it um the, it's called the rescue right yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. called the rescue i was talking with my buddy steve and i think he painted it perfectly this episode is the rescue of the franchise from any negativity or any divisiveness that came from the sequel trilogy. This title is a metaphor because this sets all the wrongs right. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, even if you don't think there are wrongs, and that's why I, and we'll get into some of the, the fan commentary today, but I've seen some weird takes today, and it's very... Uh, <laughs> It's very interesting, Star but with Star yeah. Wars talk, it's almost like they just didn't even watch it. I don't know, uh, Troy. How many uh, credits are you awarding the rescue? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go all in. Uh, like Jake, I'm gonna just push all of my my credits in. I'm gonna, here's the coaxium. Here's the the credit shit to the Falcon. Uh, everything that I can. Um, yes. because I stand corrected. I was f- thoroughly convinced we were in for heartbreak and we were going to be crying for totally different reasons. Yes. And as soon as the, cre- as soon as that title card came up and said the rescue, I was like, Oh, thank God I needed this. Good right now. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll go next and I'll, I'll, I'll toss to Ryan afterwards. Now, we we had talked for you know I think Jake you were on the episode a couple of weeks ago when when we first learned that hey uh, Mando's going to take Grogu he's going to take him to Tython uh, and he's going to put him on the Seeing Stone and he's going to connect with the Jedi and then it became like well who's the Jedi and Jake you had the the Funko Pops of Luke and Leia and we were like ha 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 that'll never happen but that would be amazing. <laughs> And uh, I even, you know, anybody who follows Yes Have Some podcast knows that um, I, uh, kind of a big joke, I've been opening these mystery Star Wars autographs and I I was uh, saddled with a Cal Kestis. So I I went all in. I went to Kohl's.com yesterday. Abby can uh, attest to this. I bought a Cal Kestis t-shirt. I was like, it's going to be Cal Kestis. He's going to show up and I'm going to be like ahead of the curve. Um, But... uh, (laughs) Here's, Streets ahead. Here, here's the deal. Here's the deal. Uh, Ten credits. <laughs> lots of credits. Everything you guys have said. I'm talking about. Uh, I'm. I felt like you know when uh, uh, 
Revenge of the Sith when like uh, Chewbacca <laughs> puts Yoda on his shoulders. I felt Star Wars putting me on their shoulders and taking me for a ride. And you know, before we came on the air, I talked to Ryan and said, there are these moments in Star Wars, right? I believe today or tomorrow is the five, or maybe yesterday, is the five-year anniversary of The Force Awakens, a movie that I really, Great. really love. I really love that movie for so many reasons. And I remember you know, sitting down and then John Williams, boom, the scroll, and you're just, you're crying because it's Star Wars. And, that, and it's something you love and it's something you're passionate about. But since then, we've gotten a bunch of Star Wars movies and and a lot of Star Wars content. So you, you do run that risk of not having that, that strong emotional reaction just because it's Star Wars. Um, yeah. But what I love is that this show, The Mandalorian, it converged on two different planes of existence where you have an incredible story over two full seasons being told of this connection that Din has with Grogu. And it's a father-son story. And... So when I talk about the tears that were cried last night or this morning or whenever I watched it, because I have no idea what time or month it is, uh, they they were coming for yes, they're the 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 you know seeing the X wing show up and going wait a minute they're, no and like being still in utter denial even with green lightsaber and black glove yeah. I was like I, there's just no way they're not really but misdirect. It yeah. was such a, a a heavy amount of emotion, and Jake, I like that comparison to like something like Infinity War or Endgame, where it was earned. It was so earned. And if your take to, and I'm going to pass to Ryan right now. I'm just taking the floor. I'm sorry, but if your take today was either okay, well, that's how you should have done it, Ryan Johnson. Then you don't get it. And if your take today was, oh, there, this is a slap in the face to Ryan Johnson. This has nothing to do with Ryan Johnson or The Last Jedi. This has everything to do with Jon Favreau, Dave Filoni, and the story that they've been building and telling for two years. So um, I can't wait to talk about it with you guys. Can we, um, can we put a pin in that too, Craig? Because it does have something to do with The Last Jedi. It's a fun bookend, and I want to come back to it. Yes, can. obviously. It, yeah. Obviously, it has something to do with The Last Jedi. But and Do we also think that the season as a whole was stronger but only because it built upon season one. I mean, season one laid the groundwork where it may have not felt like it was maybe all symbiotic, but when you get through to the end of this one, you're like, this is a 16 part movie that just took me one place and carried me to another. Yeah, that's yeah. how I feel about Attack of the Clones because it lays all the foundation <laughs> for Star Wars. Yeah, and Everything, including this entire 16 chapters, was built off that I'm foundation. I'm just a simple man trying to make my way in the universe. There you go. Uh, uh, Ryan, you, Ryan, how many credits? Yeah. How many credits? Well, these guys took a lot of the references about getting more credits, so i got to try to think of one here. <laughs> so I think I'm going to give a call to Newt Gunray of the banking clan, <laughs> and I'm going to give him a hammer so that he can Walk break the bank. From the yeah. banking give clan. me all the credits because... Yeah. This is getting all of them as well. I know I've been giving a lot of 10 out of 10s, and that means shit coming from me at this point. <laughs> uh, because I give everything 10 out of 10. Yes, like, you do. So, you know what I mean. So, I mean, it really doesn't matter. But the fact that I brought up New Gunray means that this is, like, super important. All right. And, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah I, I, there's nothing more I can really add until we really kind of get into it. So, uh, with that said, 10 out of 10. Let's uh, 
Let's talk about Imperial shuttles. Okay, okay. let's do it. Let's before yeah. we get to the to the now. My brother had a hot take today, and we're gonna get to it. But I want to keep this in mind. My brother, uh, who is a Star Wars fan, uh, his hot take was that the last fifteen minutes of this episode were the best fifteen minutes in streaming television history. Um, oh. So I was like, okay, <laughs> sure. I mean, it beats watching, you know, The Office all the time i guess and i I was like trying to compare i was like i I don't know what What? other fuller house didn't do it for you (laughs) exactly um so yes let's let's you know we don't have to move in in a linear fashion we can skip around but we we should set the stage um so uh chapter 16 uh directed by peyton reed uh you know he did the first episode uh this this season he's the director of the ant-man movies uh yes jake second episode uh, Favreau did the first one. Oh, okay, right, right, right. He, he did, the, did the second one. He did the second episode. Um, so I think he was the only uh, director to do two this year, or is that, or, or the only guest director to do two? Uh, something along those lines. Favreau, Reed, Howard, Weathers, Filoni, Rodriguez, Fukuwama. Yeah, yeah. And then Reed again. Yeah. There you go. Um, and uh, written by John Favreau. And uh, obviously, we know that the episode's called The Rescue. So it was, uh, they, they open up with this Imperial shuttle and uh, the, 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 the faux chase, right? Again, we get to see right off the bat Slave One in action. Uh, Jake, well, you know, long, uh, first time, long time. <laughs> Jake Stevens, what, uh, <laughs> what, 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 how do you, what do you think of the first you know, opening minutes of the episode? You know, it's uh, they they just they they really knock it out of the park in regards to uh, showing these you know uh, ships for what they can do and you know and and bringing out their their attributes which you know we played with as toys. I mean, again, to me, it's just you know I envision a baby Favreau or a teen or a, you know a ten year old Favreau around the room with this slave one, you know, and uh, acting these acting these battles out. I mean, that's the that that's what we're seeing and that's why uh i think it hits such a such a strong chord with all of us being i mean specifically we're collectors too and so we're seeing our action figures come to life we're seeing them played out on the screens and the vehicles and the and the cannons and the weapons and it's just it's bringing the world that you know we had a limited play world when we were young because there was only a couple movies and you had to watch them on vhs and that was your exposure Uh, you did you did that less than you played in your room with your toys and so we're able to now live in a world where the what what we did in our, our toy stories are now coming alive right so it's you know it, it works for me all the way yeah. all the way yeah and i didn't know say one had iron cannons so there you go there you go Not <laughs> right yeah. right well it's kind of funny because you're talking about like how it's like watching them play with their toys and it's like Knowing these guys, they were probably playing with those toys like a month before they started, right. you know, <laughs> right, writing right. season yeah. one. Never stopped. You know, Why later to childhood? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I really liked uh, this this scene, right? So we see Dr. Pershing who, who uh, uh, you know, he's popped up here and there. We know that he's been the one who is uh, kind of, you know, 
maybe he's not such a bad guy, but he's working for bad people. That's kind of a common theme in, in Star Wars. Um, and he's freaking out. Like, you could just tell. He's like, I want no part of this. I want to be home so yeah. bad. I don't care about the <laughs> child or the blood or the M count. Mm-hmm. Um, but when they board, uh, you know, when, when they dock and, and you see Mando come in and there's this really great moment with these Imperial uh, pilots and one of them is, like, all about the cause and the other one's just like, God, I should have done better <laughs> in high school. <laughs> right? Am I looking for bad guys? Um, I yeah. loved the the one guy was a great actor though. Yeah. The, the, the oh, guy, dude, he was such a dick. He was he's the best supporting villain of the whole series. He, I think he was. He's awesome. from another, Agents of Shield. I okay. Was say it's another Sarah oh. Haley Finn special. It's an Agents of Shield crossover. Uh, oh, he okay. was one of the yeah the the Maliks. Um, but it was uh, Malik, right? Young Malik, wasn't yeah, he? A young, young Malik. Malik? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Go um, go back and watch that. He he was channeling Heath Ledger's Joker in that yes. scene. A couple the way he was um uh like, like the, his dialect, the way he was delivering those lines, it was really menacing. Mm-hmm. I really liked it. Yeah, like talking about how he saw the you know um Cara Dune's planet destroyed and saying like I was on the Death Star and but then she comes back with the line like which one which is Oh yeah, we have to talk tough. about that. So is this canon now? If you survived Alderaan, um do you get a rebel tier? Tattooed, and if that's Leia, hey, she got one, but they don't show. I love. Wait, are we uh-huh. new canon in my head? New head canon. Leia has a rebel uh, insignia tattooed on her lower back. Okay, then just let's just do it. Why not? I might get that lower back know. tramp stamp. Like yeah. lower yeah. back. Like, what about an ankle? No, like, it's not a tramp stamp at Star Wars. It's a uh, wampa lampa. Mm. It's a skank in the scud pie. It's a skank no, in the scud pie. <laughs> we would have seen it in the bikini. We would have oh, seen it. We would have seen, seen it somewhere. You're not telling. Listen, there is a bootleg uh, underground tattoo parlor in the back of Java's palace. You just know it. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. So. Uh, Troy, uh, any thoughts? What did you think of this uh, opening scene? They kind of get right into the action here. Yeah, I think like Abby, I was I was kind of knowing there what was going to happen just based upon him egging her on about all. Uh, you know, it's, she's going to put a blaster bullet right through the middle of your forehead. You know this, right? <laughs> this is not going to end like, well. Yeah, and and they don't give a shit about Pershing, so you know that he's collateral damage if it happens. He just needs to, uh, you know, give them whatever info they need, and they can move on. So, um, yeah, when she when she shot him right between the eyes, and Pershing's ear gets blown off or singed or whatever ends up happening, it was not all that surprising and actually kind of gratifying because you're just like, do it, go. This guy's a dick. Just do it. Go. <laughs> right. yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You earned it very and, quickly. Yeah. Just, and such a great moment. I mean, again, like um, like Jake was saying, seeing that cockpit shot of um, Slave One coming into view after they disable it with the ion cannon, and it's just like you see the size and the scale of the Slave One, and exactly what Boba Fett wants to do with that glass canopy is he wants to intimidate you by coming up and just kind of giving you a little bit of a stare down before he boards your ship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was such a great scene. Such a good scene. It's interesting, Boba Fett as a character he's he's it's almost like he's a fully formed character for the first time people have loved boba fett for so long but now it's like we kind of know him we know his motivation we know like uh just we know his dad <laughs> we do yeah. know like, his we've dad met his, we've met his parents. we know his dad um <laughs> so um but yeah i mean the, the the episode really does move move along so is it just after this is when they they 
Um, somebody fill me in. I literally, I mean, when I say I'm delirious, I'm not lying. I know they go to the the other planet to meet up with uh, uh, Bo Katan. Yeah, Bo Katan. Two Mandalorians walk into a bar. Right there, you go. There you go. They land. They land, and you see Bo Katan's ship, which uh, was the dead giveaway. That was pretty cool to see. You know, they land, and you see that the two spires of the Mandalorian ship there. Right um, from season and seven of the Clone Wars. There you she go. had the same one in season seven. Now, when yeah. they walk in, um, this is a great another like in, in an episode that's just full of incredible scenes and incredible moments. Uh, this is kind. Of, I feel like if we had a segment called like most underrated scene, it would be this one. <laughs> this 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 whole conversation that takes place uh, between Boba Fett and Casca um, Bo- and Bogatan. And uh, I don't know. It was just it was. It's again adding layers yes. uh, to to this this story of of Mandalore and the Mandalorian like heritage and uh, you know the the various yeah the factions and the yeah, resentment. It's just crazy. And, I love yeah. All that. yeah, but dude, what I like when they go into that place, it almost looks like a Star Wars version of McDonald's, like the way the <laughs> the menu was lit up. You know, and yeah, you could go yeah. up to the counter and order, and then like all the tables and chairs looked like something out of like space mcdonald's like space mcdonald's you could just tell yeah like you could just tell they were ordering like over one billion miniature squids served yeah it's a corporate that's right over Uh, one million calamari served yes and it was like and it just i don't know i just thought that was really cool and and you're right like that that interaction between them was like awesome like when she calls you know boba fett like your your dad like who's your you mean donor and all of a sudden it's like oh shit it is like you could just tell like they're just gonna throw quips at each other and they're just they're gonna fight and then we got to see some wrestling and we got to see things get wrecked uh it it was great it was like every fight you see at a mcdonald's (laughs) at 1 a.m when the bars close like it was so awesome the the bar at the mcdonald's is closed somebody's got an iphone filming it troy (laughs) i am gonna throw to you but i'm gonna throw to troy next but this this uh what do you call it a a, the little stare down between boba fett and what what's sasha bank's character's name casca casca uh they they have this kind of uh they they get yeah a dick measuring contest and they get into a fight and she totally tornado ddt's him off the wall using her (laughs) jetpack it was incredible like it was so cool um but uh, dude i popped it was insane it was insane real quick i gotta say ray cameron says that that restaurant is called mcclunkies yeah i bet it is i bet it is we need it hey that's one thing i've learned if you've got a good idea <laughs> it's already taken it's taken uh troy impressions <laughs> yeah of, by ray <laughs> impressions of this entire uh throw down here I, yeah, I was I was totally into it. I mean, uh, again, this kind of goes back to, and we've talked about it before, like heroes meeting up and they have to fight to measure each other up. It's, you know, the old, <laughs> Always. Yeah. The hero trope. Um, so they fight and then they come to us. It's the exact same thing that happened with Ahsoka and yep. um, and and this, this needs to happen. They got to get it out of their system. It's unfortunate they don't fight later, but we can get to that. <laughs> right. Um, right. Mm-hmm. There's some uh, really yeah, I mean, that, that was that was great setup. Yeah. There's a, some important plot points. Uh, it th- you know they're talking about the dark saber, right? And Bo-Katan is kind of saying like, "Hey, I don't care what goes down. I don't care if we need him. You know, because Cara Dune's like, we need him alive because he's you know former ISB or whatever, and we 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 need the information because we got to remember Cara Dune's motivation. They all have these individual motivations. Cara yeah. Dune is working with the New Republic now, and she's like, there are remnants of the Empire. This guy's you know he's the biggest bad we know of. There, um, 
I'm assuming there's somebody, you know, bigger at some point, maybe Snoke or, or whatever, but, um, Cara Dune's maybe trying something to... a little blue. <laughs> maybe, maybe, <laughs> um, uh, right. Exactly. It's probably thrown. Um, or, you know, you never know. So Cara Dune's motivation is, Hey, we need this guy alive. Bogotan's like, Hey, that's fine. I need him to relinquish. I need him to relinquish the saber. And like Mando is like, I just need the kid. I don't really care what happens. I don't want to get involved. So they're all kind of going this unlikely crew palling together to, you know, with a a common goal of uh, this rescue. So the really good exchange of dialogue, good acting all around. I thought this was a really effective scene and it kind of set up, you know, what was going to happen. Question about the scene. Um, Before we leave this planet, Guesses on planet because I have a theory. I thought that, um, you know, it, it, it part of me was thinking, like, in my brain, okay, what locations have we seen already? It's definitely, it's not Tatooine, obviously, but it has a, that Tatooine kind of feel. It didn't seem like it was, you know, it wasn't the, the planet where we first met them because that was like the, the water shipping yard planet. Yeah. Um, I, I would love to hear your theory. Oh, well, since you asked, um, <laughs> we didn't plan this. It was great. <laughs> yeah. Um, it feels to me like they came over grasslands and it was almost like step grasslands. Okay. And there were factories. And if we go back to rebels, that's what happened to Lothal. This member, it used to be a metropolis mm. and then it got industrialized and they built all the factories and the grasslands kind of grayed up a little bit. So, I mean, I have no proof whatsoever. It's just a theory out there. Right. But it's an educated theory. Yeah, it is an educated theory. Yeah. And I think, like, what we know, uh, the thing I've been telling everybody today is, like, a week ago when they did the Star Wars presentation at uh, for the Disney Plus uh, convention, whatever it was, <laughs> like, uh, it wasn't Comic-Con, but it's the closest we got to this year for the, the shareholders meeting. Um, I thought I had a really good sense of where Star Wars was going. And now I just don't like I I don't know what Rangers of the New Republic is going to be. I don't yeah. know what the the book of Boba Fett's going to be. We we're going to get into it. Like we don't know what's going on with season three of Mandalorian. Uh, yeah, if it exists. Let's, so yeah, uh, we'll speculate at the end. The last ten minutes of this episode has balls this big. So <laughs> yes, it yeah, does. they could do anything. They they could yeah. do anything now. It doesn't right. it doesn't matter. I mean, they could they could do anything. Um, but yeah, that that is you know I think. If we do see in the Ahsoka series her hunting down Thrawn, bringing in Ezra, bringing in that Rebels canon, I think that's that's a good uh, that's a good educated guess. Let's let's pin that and come back to it. You know, when in two years when we get the reveal, I'll call Jake and be like, <laughs> "You were right." Um, so from here, we're we're moving on to to the actual rescue. So this was kind of a cool. Uh, well, let me before we move on, Ryan, did anybody else have anything to say about this uh, scene other than? Yep. Like, we're all collectors, so we, we need all the figures. Yeah. <laughs> or one, Other one, than that, I just I, I would buy that restaurant as a Haslab. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> McClunkies. McClunkies. Uh, true. McClunkies, yeah. yeah. I, I was just going to say that this is also where we find out that the Darksaber cannot cut through pure Beskar, which we kind of had a sense because mm, the right. lightsaber was ineffective against the Beskar, too. So, you know, um, it, best car Jedi proof. Yeah, and I like it. Yeah. Dark mm-hmm. proof. And, and that, why, so yeah, and then we also get the uh, we get the foreshadow um, that you know he said, uh, "You help me get the child back. I, I will help you with whatever you need to do." So 
we we saw the transferring or we saw the preview of quest number two yep yep and uh by this logic of it being uh jedi proof i'm i'm now going with the fan theory that Watto had a Beskar plate in his head, and that is why. Right, right. Your Jedi tricks don't work on me. I have a plate in my head. Okay, um, <laughs> let's. Uh, all right, so they they are going to dock. They're going to somehow get onto this light cruiser. Um, I'm glad they did not have to dress up like Imperials this week to do it. Um, <laughs> Uh, sorry, say that again, Ryan. You cut out. Oh, sorry. They they kind of did. They used an imperial ship. Well, they did. So I love this. Um, there was a ruse. It was a ruse, yeah. and I. This is kind of what I was talking about with Boba Fett earlier. Like he he. They have a fake space battle, which is something I don't think we've seen in Star Wars before. Like let's pretend. I can put on a show. <laughs> ah, yeah. Uh, I can't wait to get back to Tatooine and take care of Bib Fortuna. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know you've heard my voice a thousand times. Yeah, yeah. We've got. <laughs> what if he didn't know? He's like, what if they, <laughs> they cut to Boba Fett? He's like, earlier when that girl was saying she heard my voice a thousand times, what, what, what was she talking about? There's no more clo- <laughs> There's no other clones, is there? <laughs> Julia Hansen says that the uh, Beskar foil helmet, it's, that's the equivalent, if you have it on your head. Yeah, the there you foil. go. Yeah. Exactly, cool. yeah. It keeps everything it out. It keeps it all out. Um, so <laughs> uh, it's a cool scene, though. Like, they get the Imperial shuttle, and they, they, they I don't know, they just... Oh, the TIE Fighters. That's what it was. This was TIE so fighters, cool. This was so Battlestar cool. Battlestar Galactica launch sequence. There was exactly. a lot... Yeah. There was a lot at the beginning of this episode, first half hour, that actually had. I was getting hints of Battlestar Galactica. I was getting hints of Terminator at times. Same. Oh um, yeah, and yeah. Uh, well, Starbuck has landed her her um, Viper in the bay of the Battlestar exactly the way that she does the yeah. Tiberium yeah. shuttle. It was so cool. She knew what she was doing. Yes. Right. Yeah. Hmm? Agreed. Now, were like, you guys Gideon not expecting this? Like, that's the thing. Like, he literally got a message saying, I'm coming and hell's coming with me. And he's like, oh, I don't know. Uh, let's check that shuttle out. Let's see if their codes are good still. Like, no, send, scramble the fleet right away. That was kind of weird. Well, I think maybe that's why they used the whole thing with Boba Fett, because then it's like, oh, Boba Fett's the freaking dude that's coming after us. That's why he's picking off all the mm. shuttles. Right, right, so... right. And maybe, and also, like, I think we we learned a lot about uh, Moff Gideon in this episode like he he's not much like he he when he has the dark saber obviously he's he's got uh you know an edge and it brings power and, and the story and all of that but I mean dude the guy tried to blow himself away in a Disney show yeah. the guy tried to like just kill himself at, yeah. first he tries to that kill the heavy. he tries to shoot Grogu and then he's like fuck I'll just kill myself and like <laughs> like that's pretty that's kind of dark that's dark stuff. And there yeah. was that, um, not to sidetrack too much, but remember there was this, uh, the, the Colin Trevorrow script for episode nine, Duel of the Fates. One of the things that stood out from that was there was going to be a scene where we see um, Hux take his own life with a lightsaber. Mm-hmm. And everybody was like, there's no, you know, this is so dark. Mm-hmm. Um, hey. I'm glad it's in there. It's like the ultimate <laughs> selfish Act yeah, kind yeah, of to yeah. do that. Well, um, that make that makes me think there's a bigger bad at play. That probably is Thrawn. Yeah, and because... to put it in your words, you said that Moff Gideon was a baby back bitch when I you did. watched the episode. I you're like, he's that. literally because he is. He's kind of like egging on and being 
annoying in his speech delivery. Yes, yes. Does he, does, does he have something hanging over him? Because he once he finds out, you know, that the Mando is there to take the kid back, he's like, I got what I need. I got his blood. His blood's going to bring order to the galaxy again. You know, it's like I, I am a lackey for someone else who is telling me to do things. So I, I started getting some impressions of, you know, I thought Moff Gideon was the big bad for, for you know, all intents and purposes of this entire series, but there is somebody who's hanging something over his head. And I think now that he's fulfilled whatever mission he's been asked to do, he's, uh, yeah, he's like, what, what's my, what's my way out? Oh uh, yeah. Mando, you want to take him? Go ahead. Right. Can I come with you? You're going to spare my life. Fantastic. That's mm-hmm. great. Let's go. Now that I thought that was a really, this is a piece of dialogue. I really want to break down when, when Moff Gideon says uh, this child has properties that can restore order, it's very, very similar to uh, the prophecy of w- the one who will bring balance to the force. And there is the, yeah. the, the theories out there like Grogu and Anakin are about the same age. And like, mm-hmm. I know, I know the Skywalker saga is over, but then you saw the last 10 minutes of this episode and you're like, hi, I'm Skywalker saga. I'm here to help. Uh, <laughs> 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 so um so yeah and no coincidence that one episode previous they were talking about people don't want freedom they want order um so the the empire order, certainly order. has their kind of marching orders uh order pun intended I yes guess. yeah uh now to all the people who really think that they're going to retcon the sequel trilogy uh it's not going to happen i would uh point all of you to uh 35 and 40 year old star wars fans in 1999 who thought they were going to retcon the prequels uh and then what they did was they just made the prequels better and better with more and more content so we will see the origins of the first order um i think the empire right now seems like they're kind of on their last legs uh but uh yes i don't know can we take a little step back though before we get to the moff gideon interaction there is some badass stuff going down with Bo, Casca, fennec and cara dune yeah. coming in let's do and it just tearing shit apart yeah. um doing <laughs> this is where i created i swore the other mandalorian was there I was like, where is this it is, yeah no <laughs> yeah. no and that's why i was like taking it back by that i was like this was the coolest moment in the episode i think for me like when the four of them are like going down that um it's like a bridgeway or whatever and there's troopers coming towards them and then kara and fennec shoot and then at that point Bo and Casca drop down and then pop back up yeah that's like such a cool moment for me it was it was why are we looking at each other because <laughs> we're next to each other yeah. yeah i'm very intrigued hey we need to mention this there's a scene before this where pershing gives them the uh and i don't know when this happened if this was earlier in the episode or just before this but he literally is like hey here's the map and i'm gonna show you everything yeah. that the child is here Dude, and you know what the best part about that is is that it's Cara dune that says Oh, great. An objective opinion. <laughs> and I swear to God, they were like trolling her. <laughs> oh, no, no. I think they filmed this two years ago. Uh-huh. Um, I, the, uh, yeah. Galen Urso. That's what it gives me vibes of. He's oh, a yeah, Galen Urso. Man. He's a He's total Galen Urso. He's a science guy who's working for the people who've got the best science right now. Yep. But he's ready to do what's right. He's Dr. Fauci. Uh, He's yeah. a science doctor. <laughs> Smart guy in a tough situation. <laughs> um, uh, anyways, moving on. Um, so I loved all of this, and I loved uh, Skank of the Scud Pie, which is now my new favorite. They've they've used it twice this year. 
We may have yeah. written a hit song called Skank in the Scud Pie I, I to did. be recorded later. I, I wrote it today. Yeah. So it's it's play it right no, no, no. That was the plan. That we was just the plan. had to keep watching the episode. I kept falling asleep. I'm like robo tripping. Yeah. Um, I, I really dug that Expendables moment where Cara Dune's uh, uh, gun was jammed for oh, a good yes. chunk of set. Like it was, it was very 80s action movie where she's just in the background, like slamming it against the ground yep. and trying to figure out. It reminded out, like, me of playing Battlefront 2 and your gun overheats. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what that reminded me of because it was just like, I've been there. I've, I've been on an Imperial starship and my gun has jammed. I know what that's like. Let's it's talk about. You um, do swear. Real quick, I'm getting questions about my blue drink, so I wanted to share with everyone. Yes. It's Mountain Dew Voltage. Oh. It's got like a raspberry kick to it. Very rare. Are we all just going to show off our, um, our blue? Yeah, do it. So. Uh oh. I was copying you, Brian. Dark Troopers. We it's, learned more and about you the. Can. We, we learned more about the Dark Troopers in this episode. So. Uh, we saw the dark troopers uh, do their their you know Tokyo drift skydiving moment where they where they kidnapped Dude, they Grogu. get charged up to Skrillex. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Skrillex comes on oh, and you know Skrillex. they're charged did you, and their did iPhone you guys docks the are ready Imperial to go. March. Did you catch is it the yeah. Imperial like March? It's beautiful. God, that the the you beauty. cannot say the the season two. Score every episode has been has been unbelievable. It um, better be labeled Dark Trooper Dubstep, or I'm yes. gonna. It's a, it. I think it's yeah. just called uh, Trooper Troopers. I think but, it's called Dub Trooper. Yeah. I just go <laughs> there's to gonna be a reverse. Bridge. There's gonna be a reverse Dubstep remix <laughs> where it's just an orchestral piece. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> Give it, me every remix. Um, I'll buy it. But seriously, right. we we learned a lot about these dark troopers, right? So there had been, you know, dark troopers came out of the the legends canon, uh, and people have been talking like, are they force sensitive? Uh, are are there people in there? Are they clones? Uh, we, we did learn today they are droids. They're like super droids. Um, but there could be more to it. Like we don't know if uh, the you know. I don't know. Could they remove they... the one weakness being the human being. Right, right. So, I yeah. thought it was kind of cool. Right, well, but it kind of does go back. Third. And I'm not doing, and I'm not doing this on purpose. But they are kind of like super battle droids from episodes two and three, right? And even in their same way, like even the way their hands move and they're doing the right, 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 and punching yeah. things. Like it's the same. They they have that very. They're like yeah, they're like yeah, dark versions of the. Super battle. Yeah, I think you. I think that's important to. Sorry, no, Abby, didn't mean to run over you. No, you're good. Um, you're good, you're good. I'm gonna say I think that's an important uh, connection to make because in the prequels, they the villains were droids, right? And they had to do battle against lightsabers, and they found that droids can f- fail pretty quickly against lightsabers. So then when lightsabers disappeared, they evolved to humans with armor because that's a little easier to battle with, with blasters. And now we know why they would go back to droids because droids are pretty darn strong against someone who doesn't have a blaster, right? And so I think that going through the cycle, but when you see a lightsaber introduced, as we do here, you see why the droid armies kind of blipped out of existence for a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I, can I, I think I can say this because it's a safe space for the people who will have maybe gotten the reference to, but um, I got a lot of Terminator 2 3D vibes from okay. them starting yes. up. Wow. Okay. Yeah. They're like 
powering up and the eyes and the uh, it, it just it really reminded me of that one moment before the the ride movie whatever starts. I mean, that's uh, funny because I I did kind of put that in in my notes as well, and I said it's kind of like a mixture of that Cylons and Sentinels uh, from X Men, mm-hmm. just because of how they yeah. they blast off like Sentinels, like that well, makes sense. Yeah. Well, Airborne, yeah. well, when Din is um when when we see the scene with Din getting the shit beat out of him, it's very Terminator. It's just pummeling him against mm-hmm. the wall. Luckily, he's got the yeah. best car. Yeah, unstoppable punishment, cold robotic. Yeah. Anger. Oh, um, dude, when he's getting like drilled into the wall with his by his head. <laughs> yeah. That was I, Superman v Batman vibes there too. Right? Like <laughs> it was absolutely was that. <laughs> right. Yeah. All the all the yeah. uh dark troopers names, their mom's names are all, all Martha. <laughs> Every one of them. Um, Martha one point oh Martha one point two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you say Grand Martha Tarkin? Is that what you said? No, I said Grand Moth Martha. Oh, Grand, Grand Moth Martha. Martha. Um, no, those are so, both good though. But Abby, you mentioned yeah. it earlier. This this scene really is is badass. This mm-hmm. this whole uh, scene where because they're taking out the regular troopers and the 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 stormtroopers all season have just been decimated. <laughs> like I mean. In every way, shape, and form, like they completely leaned into. Hey, stormtroopers just suck at their job. Disposable. Like, yeah, hundred percent. There's just a lot of them. Family. Yeah. Go ahead, Abby. Oh no, you're good. You got it. Oh, I was gonna say we were watching this as a family, and my 14 year old goes, "Why?" She goes, "Why are stormtroopers just bad?" And I just looked over and go, "Sweetie." There's so many of them. They're just not good at their job. They're like the Walmart employees. <laughs> of- <laughs> Uh, <laughs> they don't want to be there. Sorry. They really are. They, they don't really are. And there's the drag so I have to say, that, yeah. I think the, the we had the most brutal of stormtrooper deaths though in this episode. Oh, uh, just choking uh, him out with the staff slowly. Staff? I love that moment. Kinda, <clears throat> I felt like that croaks, was like, like he was almost so happy that he killed the dark trooper that now it's like it's just easy for him. So he's having fun <laughs> right. while he's doing it. It's like when yeah, you beat right? when you're playing a video yeah. game, you get a really hard Kill level, and then you finally no, beat it. It's like a cat when they break a mouse's leg. That's what it's <laughs> oh, like. It's so easy. It's, yeah, um, it's just easy comparatively to the Dark Troopers. So we, we've kind of got two things happening at this point. We've got the 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 main crew, because they split up. Um, Din is off to find Grogu, and the main crew is making their way to the bridge, um, which uh, makes perfect sense. Uh, I, I like this light cruiser. It's been a really fun to get to know this new ship uh, and the bridge. It, it kind of it pulls, you know. There's it feels Star Wars. It feels Star Trek. It feels Battlestar. Like it kind of it's yeah. interesting to be at a point in Star Wars where other pieces of pop culture and science fiction are actually showing their own influence in star yeah, wars inspiring. It, it, it's just inevitable like we we get it star wars but it doesn't feel forced though either it's not like you're you're not the leo Di- leonardo dicaprio meme going oh oh <laughs> right. that's from Battlestar, right, right you're right, not right. you're not doing that you just see the influence and i think that's what makes it special as well um Abby, you were going to say some stuff earlier. Oh, I actually covered it. I was going to say that the dark troopers are like T-1000 troopers, and I was yep. getting that same like unstoppable vibe. Yeah. So, yeah. so they make their way to the bridge, um, and they kind of clean house. Uh, they they kind of take care of everybody uh, pretty pretty you know pretty easily but this this whole build up to din trying to get to grogu is great so he he comes upon to where the uh 
the clone or not the clone troopers, the dark troopers are activated. And they said, Pershing said earlier, it's going to take a couple minutes for these guys to, to, to get going until the cold fusion sets in, put on your 3d glasses, Skynet, uh, <laughs> Troy, you're absolutely right, by the way. Um, and so one gets out, right? That's kind of, so he, and then you really see like this dark trooper is powerful. Mm-hmm. which makes what happens later in the episode even more yes. incredible. Um, so he, they have the fight, uh, and then the, the, the really cool moment where he, he hits the, you know, the airlock or whatever, and they all get sucked out into space forever, so we thought. Um, and then uh, he, he makes it to Grogu, and he goes in, and obviously Moff Gideon is there. So let's break down this scene. Abby. Yeah. Go for it. Tell um, me. Tell me. Give give me your feelings. <laughs> the walking in and seeing Grogu with the with the handcuffs on, um, it's it was excruciating for me. Like as a as a animal lover and a, just a a person who anyone everyone lo- loves Grogu, it was really hard to see that moment. Um, honestly, like the the discussion between Din and Moff Gideon was like it, it was tense. I didn't really know how who to believe at that point. Moff Gideon is kind of like a silver tongue piece of shit um so i didn't really know which way it was gonna go i was very stressed um but as soon as the moment comes where moth like turns the uh his dark saber on from the behind i was like oh this is gonna get this is gonna get bad the way i wanted this to go um and it does feel like all hope is kind of lost because yeah it's just it's getting very dark towards the end of that episode so it's tough uh troy Go for it, man. I mean, this. I think this is kind of where you were talking about the questions. It's answering questions, but it's opening up seven thousand others. So this this is the first one now that's setting up the uh, Luke and Grogu adventures or whatever ends up coming out in twenty twenty eight here. Um, like, what what is what is he doing now that he's got the blood? He doesn't care. He has a force sensitive, uh, angry. Uh, Jedi that he could be using and exploiting and using for his cause, but he's so willing to get rid of it because he's got the the blood. Now I got the blood. That's all I need. Um, and I don't know if how much of that was like him trying to play kind of like Abby was saying, he's so the silver tongue, he's just trying to play Din so that he can stab him in the back. Or if that was factual, if he was just willing to be like, I know that's your kid. Here you go. Be gone with you. Um, and then of yeah. course the fight after that, now, now that Din realizes he has that um, spear and can use it, he's like, oh, I'm going to use this now all the time. It was kind of fun to watch him like start to utilize it instead of just having it strapped to his back to look cool. Uh, it, it worked really well. Yeah, because yeah. he was out of ammo at that point. That was kind of like a cool thing to see him take. Oh, right. He had used his wrist. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I like when, I like when uh, uh, Moff Gideon says, you know, he's like, assume that I know everything like he he's very like his delivery <laughs> was great like mm-hmm. and he, you know uh Giancarlo Esposito is an incredible actor um uh Jake well, well he is ISB he is ISB and I think that's where it rings even truer for me that uh he does kind of know everything I'm sure he has spies everywhere we saw that he had a spy on the planet that uh that guy set the tracker on oh, the right, razor right. crest uh rest in peace and um <laughs> yes Force goes Razor Crest. You know, the Imperial <laughs> the Imperial Security Bureau is where he's from. And so, um, you know, we, we, we've seen a handful of those people. Yularen was ISB um, from Clone Wars and also in New Hope. He was the guy in white, right, at the round table on the Death Star. Um, and then also Callus from Rebels was ISB as well. 
And so these guys are serious, you know, these guys know their stuff. And um, yeah, I do. I, I agree with Abby, the silver tongue. He he's ready to backstab you. He's ready to manipulate you. He knows all the he's got all the pawns in places and he knows all the procedures and he knows that the, you know, the dark troopers got sucked out. Shh, they'll be back in five minutes. You know, right, right. he is a um, they're just having the clunkies a, right uh, now. Right. He is a serious threat, which, you know, for being such a serious guy, you bring up the good point of, you know, how punk ass is he that he wants to end it once he's backed into a corner on the bridge. Um, but I felt he held his own with a dark saber uh, pretty darn well against a, you know, a trained Mandalorian. Um, that that fight there was really fun for me. The way they were dragging the saber against the wall. It had uh, it had vibes of Bespin duel through the hallway from me, yeah. from Luke and Vader. Mm-hmm. And so um, I enjoyed it, even though it was, you know, pretty brief. And that's the crazy thing about this, 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 uh, this, this uh, episode was the last 10 minutes makes all the massively memorable scenes throughout the prior mm-hmm. 30 minutes trying to get forgotten because you're just like, <laughs> what? Yeah. Scenes, like the ball in the, in the McClunkies and then the hallway battle here, you know, right. a lot of great moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ryan. Uh, I don't have too much to add for this because I think you guys pretty much nailed it. But uh, a Aaron uh, Knowles in the chat, he kind of threw out there that the dark saber, dark saber being able to heat up the Beskar, and you could see it like glow. And that that, and he yeah. said it's a nice touch. And I do have to agree because that did look pretty cool when it's just it's holding there. And again, it. God, I'm gonna bring these up any chance I get. It just kind of takes me back to just prequel and Clone Wars era stuff where you would where you see that where you see lightsabers are yeah, actually lightsaber on. A blast door. Yeah. yeah well i mean yeah. the the lightsaber battle right it, it's something you always talk about in in star wars right so obviously the prequels gave us those very choreographed theatrical over the top uh lightsaber duels that we never got uh in in the first uh trilogy although i will i will say that i think that the the luke uh darth uh, Bespin battle is is great. I mean, obviously, Darth Vader and Obi Wan in A New Hope is like if there was ever anything to to, to touch up, uh, maybe that. But um, I think this season, you know, the the stuff with Ahsoka and the Magistrate was great, and then I think what we see now uh, with uh, the the Beskar uh, staff versus the dark saber, um, I think those are great, and I think they they're right up there with uh, you know the uh, Snoke's uh, throne room. Uh, with Ray and Kylo and uh, also with uh, Ray and Kylo on the uh, Death Star, which is one of my favorite scenes of all of Star Wars. So uh, just really cool that they took time to, to kind of let it breathe in this episode and have uh, an actual kind of saber duel uh, right there, uh, you know, in, in the hallway of the uh, light cruiser. The duels are always the best when there's emotion behind them. Like the, the choreography behind, you know, Attack of the Clones was was cool and, and seeing, you know, 5,000 Jedi versus 5,000 uh, droids was was awesome. But the, the emotion wasn't there. And, and in this particular instance, like seeing Din and Gideon fighting, like he's battling for his kid's survival. And, uh, you know, yes. Gideon is is fighting for, you know, he, this pesky fly that keeps uh, popping up and he just right. wants to swat. Um, yeah, I mean, but yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you, Craig. Like we've seen so many great emotional duels now between Mando and, and the sequel trilogy. And, 
And I think pe people have latched onto that. Like it can look dazzling and it can be incredible, but as long as if, if you're not invested in it, if you're as an audience member, not concerned for people's safety, like, you know, I'm, I'm expecting Mando to the, the one part of Beskar that's not there, like that's vulnerable. So, uh, you know, Gideon's going for it and you're just right. kind of hoping it doesn't happen. One thing that stood out in this scene is like Grogu did seem, um, he seemed kind of out of it, right? He seemed like he's drained literally physically of blood. Yeah. And he's sleepy. Yeah. He's been like trapped and it's, right. yeah, it's visible. That happened in the first season, right? Abby, like after they kind of experimented on him in the first season and Mando goes yeah, into that. Yeah. You see him. Well, yeah. yeah I mean that, yeah. I, I mean, he's so small and he's still young. Uh, and, uh, uh, he's probably traumatized. You know, he's he's. Uh, who knows how much time it's been, but it's been at least a couple days or a week well, or whatever. Probably not a lot of blood in that little guy either. Right, right. So um, who knows how much they're draining? Or if they give him cookies, they even don't. Afterwards. There's no way. Or frogs. <laughs> right. There's no way that the dark troopers are setting down snacks for. A... Yeah. But up, uh, so AJ man, quick, good man, Grogu, more like Gragu. Oh, oh nice. Oh, um, nice. so that was good. Well, let's uh, let's get to this. Get out of business. Go back to your drinks. Sorry, Troy mentioned Attack of the Clones. He did. He did. We it, oh, we're gonna right, have to yeah. do a special episode where we talk about how I learned this week that In Sync was uh, in Attack of the Clones and then cut out. Uh, three Ooh, three members yeah. of In Sync are part of the Jedi battle. I heard uh, Joey Fatone snuck in. <laughs> Whoa. We'll have to ask. Joey him. Fat One? Oh, hey, come oh, on. Oh, honestly, that is how you spell his name, though. He's it's not true. Um, it is. <laughs> so, the uh, princes were cut from uh, The Last Jedi, I believe. I'm sorry? The princes of England. The, oh, the yeah, yeah. Harry, yeah. Harry and yeah. Lloyd. William? Yeah. What are their names? Harry and Lloyd. I don't know. <laughs> Harry and Lloyd. I don't, I don't. I don't even think either of them are like princes anymore. Didn't they like all denounce like the they, royal? Didn't family? they stop oh. doing that? They did. Yeah, something. like it's just not cool anymore, right? Oh, now, one actress is uh, husband and his brother. Yeah, there you go. There yeah. you go. Meghan Markle. I know things. They're still oh. Canadian royalty. Like the Queen is still on our money. You'd think I would know this. <laughs> Uh, I thought Queen Amidala was on your money. No, she's got my money. Oh. Uh, Come on, that was good and that was quick. I gave you a clap. Come on. It's quiet. Pad made oh, the force be with Great, you. Great, I got the clap from Abby now. You got, oh. <laughs> um, so let's, like uh, let's move on to this third <laughs> act, which was uh, a complete emotional breakdown, meltdown. We have... Did, did everyone make a timeline of your points of tears and how much and yes. at what point? <laughs> yes. My timeline of trauma. Yes. Ooh. Before we move on, uh, we got a Death Star droid walking through the hallway. We did. We did. Yeah. Yes. That was the shot for the cover. Image. Yeah, the preview image on Disney yeah. Plus was this. And that was played by Chris Bartlett, who has been being 3PO when... Anthony Daniels. When Tony doesn't want to show up, Chris Bartlett is is uh, him. So, <laughs> I just does Anthony Daniels just like when he chooses to like I'm just hold him up for more money and like I will not be leaving my hotel today. Um, no, his trailer, just hanging out in his trailer. <laughs> yes. Oh, there's not enough cuss words in that sentence for you to do a proper answer. Oh, okay, Aww. okay. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, um, but yeah, that was cool. I like seeing that Death Star droid. It, it's all, I mean, that's just one of those little 
tiny things where yeah, in amidst a very fast moving episode it was like a small moment that was nice to focus um, in on so i still need to buy my sorry i was about to start oh, no, talking about like? the death star droid i need for my, oh. my it's the only figure i need for my vintage uh, a new hope uh collection i just haven't pulled the trigger. It's only twenty bucks. I could do it any time, but just anyways. do it. Not just now. do it right now. After this, we called yeah. that. We had an episode this week of Toy Anxiety. We we talked about how Jake has he never wants to finish collections because he makes them sad. We call it uh, collection edging, mm-hmm. uh, where where you get right to the end and you just don't do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, what were you going to say, <laughs> Troy? Uh, I I was just going to ask the group if um, Boba Fett was missing this whole time as a misdirect for what was about to happen in the third act. Like, because the, when the single craft comes in, my first thought was, well, where the hell has Boba Fett been this whole time? Like I was expecting him to come in guns blazing and, you know, uh, you know, take, taking some of the dark troopers out with his right. badass armor now. So um, yeah, was, no crap. Where did he go? I, I <laughs> think we know where he went. He's like, I'm, all right, well, I've yeah. done my thing. I'm going to Tatooine. Uh, <laughs> well, no, because he had to oh, no, buddy. So he was at yeah. McClunkey's. He was picking oh, up food yeah. for, for Fennec. Cool. I, did uh, I didn't get, get food, food last time. That bloody Mandalorian <laughs> tried picking a want. fight with me, and I didn't get my McNugget. <laughs> <laughs> I like okay. how all of our Kiwi accents just sound like angry Cockney people at a pub. Yeah, like, yeah they're bad. They're real bad. Really? Yeah, yeah, like accent. I'm not known for impressions. That's not my thing. That's Craig's thing. Oh, am I? Um, Win the war. That's pretty good. Mark Hamill's other yeah. character in Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, speaking of Mark Hamill. <laughs> yes? So, let's... So, so Mando takes out uh, uh, Moff Gideon and he... he you know, knocks him around and basically they're going to take him prisoner and take him to the bridge and, uh, take him to the bridge. Uh, and, uh, that was fun. Let's talk about Bo-Katan's face. Let's when, do it. When they all walk in, <laughs> she looks at them oh, taking it in. Yeah. And oh dude, such man. A mean moment. I, the moment like he, that he kicked Gideon's ass and he grabs the saber. And I was, and if you've watched the clone wars, then you know exactly what just happened. Right. Right. right? So yeah. already you're like, I'm already thinking, okay, did Gideon know? Like, well, no, we should already assume he knows. So like he already knew what was going to happen. Who's on the bridge and exactly why he's going to face Mando as opposed to Bo-Katan. Right. Cause he, he just knows he's already got everything planned out. Even if he loses. And when they so bring him to the bridge, cool. though, it reminded me, and I, I'm having trouble pinpointing it, but we've seen this in movies and television before where the, the they've got the, the villain trapped, but he's still kind of you know manipulating and calling the shots as the good guys oh, try to absolutely. figure it out. absolutely. Like, it was so dark cool. Night. Yeah. Yeah, it's Dark Knight. Oh, it is Dark Knight. Right, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, it was just, it was just cool. Uh, and, and you mentioned Bogotan's face when they walk in. She's like, fuck. Yeah, because she takes it in very quickly with like, okay, wait, now he's in chain. He's now cuffed. So this is not going the way that I expected. And obviously it's yeah. got greater importance. I saw Julia asked earlier in the chat if we could kind of clarify the Darksaber rules, which I think we've probably got either of y'all or any of y'all yeah. clarify. Yep. But obviously she's pissed because she had it all aligned to work out in her favor and then you know, Dan yeah. did his thing. Uh, Jake, Ryan, I, I have to step away for uh, the, the one hour uh, liquid break. Yeah. yeah, you do that, then I'll <laughs> yeah. do that. We uh, this is a long, because we, we, we haven't even, we haven't scratched the we surface for an hour in. Um, uh, Jake, Ryan, uh, Jake, could you uh, break down some of those uh, for, for the uninformed? Uh, what what the deal sure. is with the Darksaber and why, uh, why the story matters so much? 
I'm so glad you asked. Oh, um, hell yeah. <laughs> Who did you win that from? No, this is a. I got one Battle for my birthday last month. Very cool. I got one at my birthday. They've now sold out. They've dried up quite a bit since that episode aired this year. Um, mm-hmm. The the dark sabers kind of dried up. Uh, my friends over at Hasbro also sent one, so we have two. We're actually uh, dueling dark sabers here. So we're we're doing some crazy EU stuff here with my ten uh, year old. Anyway, uh, the dark saber is uh, prominent because uh, it was originally created by and Troy helped me and Ryan. Um, a Jedi Mandalorian once uh, ancient times uh, had created the dark saber, and uh, whoever held or uh, owned and defeated its opponent in battle was the ruler of Mandalore at that point. And that was one of the reasons for the tensions between the Jedi and the Mandalorians in ancient times, which is kind of maintained subtly over time. Um, in the Clone Wars, we saw that it changed hands a couple times. Uh, um, Pre Vizsla had it. Um, then Darth Maul executed him and took him. And then that's when we got our Moldalorians, when it put the... Uh, spikes on their helmets, and that we suspect. But he took out Satine as well, because we had the yes. Satine, right? She Satine. got. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then, uh, and then, uh, and then, uh, it's lost in combat, and uh, Sabine in Rebels picks it up. Um, but this is weird. This is where they need some uh, more fill in the blanks, a little more information. You know, maybe we'll uh, we're getting a visual guide for the Mandalorian coming out next year. Cannot wait for those. Those are my jams. Um, but Bo uh, is given the dark saber, handed over by Sabine. Um, and so there's theories that why did she take it from Sabine, but she won't take it from Mando? Well, we know that Bo lost it at some point since being handed it from in Rebels. She's lost it at some point. And so there's uh, theories out there that uh, her just taking it by being given to it is a, is a, is a, uh, it shows weakness. And so she now needs to reclaim it the proper way through battle. And, uh, and so that's why uh, this is such a major, major deal that uh, Mando has it. Someone that she probably doesn't want to fight now that she's not capable Um of maybe doing some damage on him, but just because they're partners, right? She's right. helping him. There's there's right. a respect so, there now too. Yeah. And, yes. it, and for those who also don't know, like Duchess Satine is kind of the first ruler of Mandalore that we're ever really introduced to, to in the Clone Wars. And that is also Bo-Katan's sister. Cool. Yes. And, and they are at odds. Yeah. Yes. And they are, yes. And Duchess Satine was and, having, having some flirtations with Obi-Wan. They got it right, as that, well. So and it's it gets messy, I mean, man. I, I, I love really it. Like, like for all of the reasons that Jake just mentioned, I liked the fan theory that that female officer that was on Gideon's bridge was going to end up being Sabine as a double agent because, like, she, I, I, I had this weird kind of feeling that she was somehow trying to drive the dark saber back toward Bo-Katan and trying to work. Uh, that angle to to get it back into her hands and yeah th- to win it in battle she would be there to make sure that it, it all happened and occurred and she could keep an eye on it but uh she's dead now right I think <laughs> yeah she, i don't i don't think any of those officers back, so. survived the bridge yeah. um yeah. now there listen 
I, I'm, I like synergy. Is there a chance that Indiana Jones 5 has him searching for the dark saber? And we just make uh, it all. <laughs> um, look, kid, I don't know what you're talking you- about. <laughs> See, this is what I mean by the impression guy. Yeah. And he totally came. He went to the bathroom, thought of this joke, and he was like, I'm going to totally say this. I'm going to say my Indiana Jones. <laughs> so you know there is a Han Solo Indiana Jones crossover comic by oh, Dark see, Horse. Now that is okay. what I'm talking about. That's what I Star can Wars get into. Tales. If you anyone reads Star Wars Tales, it was a uh, – he had multiple stories of just kind of almost what is, right? Um, not all of them were canonical to Dark Horse comics at that time. And one of them was, yeah, um, Chewie and, and oh, no, it was it was Indy going through a jungle and finding a structure that he goes inside, and it ends up being the Falcon and the skeletons <laughs> of Han and Chewie are in there. Oh, God. <laughs> I love yeah. that. Uh, we got a good one. Cat Hansen said Crystal Skull 2, Dan Aykroyd's Revenge. There you go. That's what we want. <laughs> um, no, but I think, you know, I think for we the, you know, I, I'm, I'm not as informed yeah. on uh, the, the Rebels Clone Wars canon. I'm, I'm catching up. And uh, I think this break, whatever this break, you know, we know we're getting Cassie and Andor soon, but I think everybody should take the next year before whatever happens next and <laughs> indulge themselves with this backstory because we know whether it's in the Boba Fett show, Mando season three, the New Republic show, this uh, this dark saber Mandalore, Thrawn, you know uh, Ezra, Bogatan, Ahsoka, like it's you know it's all going somewhere, and that's what I talked about at the beginning of this episode where they they is they closed a couple doors right, but really they they just open the world like like jake was saying to to so many more possibilities and so many questions so well, um, and the cool thing is you you have now din holding the dark saber so he's got this kind of king arthur reluctant king of the throne thing going too which that gets me super john excited snow. for whatever comes next on on he's him john yeah snow john no is john totally yeah. uh you know that uh it I, I mean, I don't. I have no idea what's happening with season three. If there's going to be a season three, but I feel like that's going to be what Ooh. they explore. Is like now, he's on the throne as the ruler of Mandalorian, uh, Mandalore. Um, but he he doesn't want it. The Din doesn't want that. That's fortune and glory, kid. Yeah. Uh, I saw a article on Variety with Gene Carlo Moff Gideon. Yes, and he says things that you'll learn. In seasons three and four of The Mandalorian, Ooh. So that was a quote from okay. Moff himself. Now, I, I I like all of this, and I like the Jon Snow comparison as well. And also, without his helmet on with the cape, he, there's some Jon Snow vibes there. Actually, right. um, I know Pedro Pascal has been find some wildlings. Yes, and who's his cousin? Yeah. Uh, if we <laughs> find find Mandalorian's cousin, and you'll we'll, we'll, oh, we'll she's going to be riding that purple dinosaur from the holiday special that Boba Fett like to ride. Finally, half lap that too while you're at it, right? All right, where's my dinosaur? Um, It's going to be epic. I, okay, so this conversation though is great because like she, Bogatan explains to Mando like the, the, you know, the rules, the story. Like I can't take that from you and he's just like, just take it. He's like, I don't care. Take this mm-hmm. thing. He's like, I'm, a, I'm yeah. here for the kid. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, 
his lack of wanting it is a true leadership quality to have, though. Like he's he's gonna assume that role, I right? Think, at some point. But and then Moff Gideon has this cool line where he's like, "Every you know, this is what's going to happen because oh, th- at this point, the, oh, the the alarms go off and they said somebody's boarding. No life forms. Boom! All the dark troopers are back from yeah. the clunkies. They're back. They've eaten. They're ready to party. And this is what Moff Gideon says. This is what's going to happen. Everybody on this bridge is going to die except for me and the child like this. He still thinks he's in control, which is classic bad guy. Uh, so, um, but I have to say though, too, that whole scene where you got the dark troopers now at the door, he's saying that, and it was like, now we're seeing like the opposite end of like the phantom menace when the Jedis are like, they're still getting through. Right. (laughs) Right, And then, but now it's like the opposite. Now we're seeing it from like the good guy's perspective of the villain's, you know, getting through the blast doors. And uh, I thought that was kind of a little, I don't know if that was meant to be a callback or like a reflection of that. I mean, it but that's how I saw it because that's how I want to see it. And uh, <laughs> I thought that was kind of cool. Now I, I've, I will Troy, go for it. Uh, I was going to say, I was, I was seeing a band of rebels hold up in an abandoned rebel base on crate behind a big blast oh. door with the yep. empire banging down oh, the door. Yep. And who shows up to save the day. I don't even I didn't get know any shoulder rub though. I was pretty disappointed. Yeah. Now, before we get there, I know we've been kind of teasing it, but we're about to get there. Um the dialogue before that moment I thought was really good when um I think it's Fennec is like the question was asked, like how many life forms? And she says none. And at that point you're like, Oh, I know who, I know what this is. <laughs> this is exactly. Yeah. And the you know, Troy, you mentioned the Boba Fett thing earlier. And I think they did that on purpose. I think from a storytelling point, you were meant to think, oh, Boba Fett's going to show up. But because we had, you know, because this show has had very deliberate payoffs this season and has not really beaten around the bush, I was expecting this some sort of resolution or advancement of the there is a Jedi. I, I was just expecting it. I, I So when, when the alarm goes off, and she says, "There's a you know, there's an X-wing." I, my heart sunk because that was the first moment when I said, "Oh, they're doing it." Are yeah. they? <laughs> and Cara Dune's like one X-wing. Great, we're saved. Which is right because because awesome. like, yeah, because Dave Filoni. Right? Yeah. Is it Dave? Is yeah. it Kim's convenient? Cal Kestis? <laughs> yeah. Well, because that's what I was thinking. I was like, okay, if this is the moment where a Jedi shows up, my first thought was. Is it you know they did show Ahsoka in the in the uh, the preview or the the recap, um, so I was like, could it be Ahsoka? It'd be, I don't think she'd be in an X wing, um, but you see the X wing pull in, and I said, okay, this is going to be the the you know whatever this is 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 happening now. This because you know we had all theorized like how are they? Is it going to be the cliffhanger? Right? Are they going to tease something and then you're going to have to wait a year? Or we all kind of said, I know, Ryan, you said, like, well, maybe, like, it would be cool where you see a shadowy figure and you don't know who it is and maybe you see a lightsaber or something like that. But in my delirious nature watching this, it felt like fan fiction is what it felt like. Like, for the first time ever watching something where you had headcanon and you had anticipation and predictions and theories, the way the next... 15 minutes rolled out felt like, well, they never do this. And it's not because I wanted it. It's because it just seemed like the most like 
well, it would be really cool if Luke Skywalker showed up and just destroyed all the dark uh, troopers and then, like, save. Like, it just doesn't. Dude, you feel that way because we got accustomed to not getting what we wanted yeah. in the sequels. And I'm not saying that we didn't. I'm not saying I didn't enjoy the sequels, but I'm just saying, like, when I think of Force Awakens, for example, it's kind of like we never got to see everybody in the room together one last time. So that, like, when you already have that sense of things getting taken away from you and not being kind of what you hope, but you know it's still going to be good, right? You kind of go into that after how many years of that, and you kind of start bringing, you're like an abused animal, right? So now you start, like, going into, like, yeah. So now you go in expecting less because it's like, I would love this. I ain't going to get it. That's not how Star Wars works anymore. I want to throw it to everybody. But I, I, my my thought is I never think of like, you know, I, I was like Star Wars is a product, right? And people have expectations of a product that they love. And when you're constantly changing or going the opposite direction or trying to kind of flip the script, it gets a little bit like you just don't expect them to do this thing that you've created in your head. Like, what if? Like, what if they brought back Luke Skywalker? And really my number one reason for it to not happen was they did make a really big point of Mandalorian is its own standalone thing. It's separate from the Skywalker saga, but as we've inched closer and closer to this moment, it's really kind of like, you know, we got the empire, we've got the remnants of the empire and then Ahsoka's here. And then where we got rebel stuff, we've got clone war stuff. And, uh, Jake, I'm going to throw to you. I want to know, I want take take me through your step by step from the the second the the X wing hits. I want to hear everybody's uh, breakdown here. The uh, well, I'll first start with you can't trust what they say or don't say about the Star Wars universe right now because I remember vividly and I wish I had that sound bite I could play right now where they asked when they first announced Mandalorian and John Favreau specifically said. No, this is not about Boba Fett. Boba Fett will not be in the Mandalorian. <laughs> no, uh, right? Yeah. Whoops. Whoops. Um, the the like they've done with slave, uh, like with Boba Fett, they introduced the character with their signature vehicle, and when that when that X wing came, I I felt my eyes spread <laughs> like out of my like ocular cavities. They were just like, I was just like, no, you know, and then I waited for another one, right? They just one, and then they show it talking through the computer, and that's a great uh, technique that they use. We see all of Luke's business, most of Luke's business, through the view screen, so we're kind of feeling it and seeing it the same way they are on the bridge, and, uh, and uh, once they showed it docking, I like jumped out of my chair and looked at the... T- TV as close as I could to see if I could see that it was red five. I was trying to count the stripes on the wings going, are there five wings? Are there five stripes on there? They, it, I couldn't, I couldn't make it out, but that was my first <laughs> word. It on purpose. Then, I think. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, no, it was, it was, it was not uh, legible. And so then the shot of them walking through the corridor with the back and the Cape and you're like, this fills Luke, but they could, they could, they could go anywhere right now. Honestly, you know what went through my head for half a second too, maybe two seconds, was it could be Luke from, oh. you remember the clone from Heir to the Empire trilogy? The, the dark, they yeah, did the, the dark Luke clone. clone. Yeah. 
the dark Luke. And I was like, what if this is a cloned Luke somehow Ooh. coming to take? I mean, because they are tapping into EU so hard. And we're going to talk about how they're tapping into EU way hard with the after credit scene. But um, but that was my whole thing. But as soon as as soon as that green saber dropped, I was just like, I, I thought I was like, prepared to see a green saber ignite and i really wasn't and then it showed it showed it on one hand that was gloved and i was just holding my breath until he spun and showed that the other hand wasn't wasn't gloved and that was it for me that was my confirmation because ezra had a green saber too and so i was like you know this could go any way but as soon as they showed one glove and then not the other i was just like nah (laughs) Uh, and I just like I think I think that was just my only words I could utter to myself is now, remember we, we do see the first shots of the lightsaber being wielded we actually see on the screen and that's that's when I knew it wasn't Ahsoka because I was like I was looking to see if there was two sabers and um, and but then you see Grogu start coming towards the screen and having that connection and it was really beautiful and really well done Yes. Uh, but I want everybody to give their, their breakdown. So, Abby, do you want to go next? My little bit that I'll throw in because I think Jake just covered a lot of great stuff. I love the slow, m- melodic guitar picking, um, oh, the music that plays dude. during his like ascent and entrance. You're like, I, this is kind of unfamiliar. It's like grungy. And, and then the violins start to swell. And I, at that point, was just done and dead. <laughs> I, li- I was crying and wailing and mourning and smacking Craig on the shoulder. It was just... It was an emotional. I did the thing where I literally screamed at the top of my lungs. It felt like the like it's the book of Revelation, Skywalker. Like like <laughs> of course it was. Um, that that piece uh, is called a friend. That is the name of the piece of music. Okay. It's called a friend. I like that. It's um, it, it's it's really really cool because you know I was talking earlier like uh you know obviously Luke is so associated with the the Jedi theme, and they could have gone really just like in your face John Williams but but it's some it's it's something old and something new the saber's green it wasn't blue okay i'm sorry uh ryan uh. you're next i'm so sorry oh i should leave i I'm gonna leave. I'm just gonna, yeah, uh, go 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 pee and think of another joke. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just gonna come back. Uh, 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 Ryan, go for how, it. How far how far are we going? Are we going from this point to the end of the? Well, I want. I mean, episode? I just want to as a as a as a Star Wars fan. The build up to the reveal. I'd the build say. up to the reveal, because then we'll we'll talk, okay. talk about it. Okay, because yeah, because like my my breakdown goes from like. <laughs> Stages. So we'll we'll try to go through the first half of the stages. So when they say something's coming and we see an X-wing, my actual first thought, like a lot of people, is like, "Well, here comes Dave Filoni." But then Dave Filoni didn't answer when they said, "Hey, who is this?" And there was no answer. Which Dave Filoni. Also, that's that's when I that's when my breathing stopped. You're over budget. Yeah. So that's when my my breathing stopped there, and I was like, I, I can't even remember breathing. I just remember just like complete tunnel vision focus on the television and then as soon as like we see that cloak go by i could already feel it in my eyes like i was just like bite i knew that was it it's this is happening and then we saw the saber and i'm just i'm sobbing (laughs) and then we see that it's like the other hand has no glove and now I'm making sounds. I close my window. I'm sure my neighbors didn't fucking hear me. 
And then, yeah, then we get to the point where it's like, you know, he's doing his whole, like, he's just taking thing. He's slicing through these droids like butter. Yeah. Right. And it's just like, now I'm seeing Luke Skywalker doing cool ass prequel shit. And I'm losing my mind. Now, at this point, my knees are to my chest. And I'm holding there, and I'm rocking yes. back and forth because yeah. yes. I am losing my mind. Yes, like there's, I can't really see what's happening at this point because already I can feel my eyes are red, the tears are down. This is it, right? And then you know he's there, he's still cleaning all these guys out, and that that one last one, and he crushes it like a pop can. Oh, yeah. and and I want to Ryan before you, I want to backtrack. Um, the and some people pointed it out today, but I noticed it. You know, he, he he you've got the first initial. He's coming through. He's he's you, a combination of wielding the saber, doing force stuff, kind of showing off. Let's yep. face it. Let's he was showing off. Oh, absolutely. Uh, do he move the head of one to like destroy another? Couple spin fun. moves. Yeah. Um, but you know the the main troopers. Um, this is where I was wondering if there was maybe still some of that force sensitivity because they all. Like as soon as he boarded, like they all they knew they turned, they turned and they're yeah. looking down this corridor. He comes up the elevator, it opens. Oh, t- dude, when they do the Batman Forever shot, well, it was the Batman Forever <laughs> shot. Him in the elevator, but it was like, very much that was it. Like this is where like they, this is where they're going. Like we're making this for Ryan Dole. This is not for anyone else. <laughs> Maybe Abby because it's like <laughs> we're the only ones that that worship the prequels there's some prequel <laughs> worship going on right and we do love batman forever and it just kind of seemed to hit all these little like those. nods and points where it's like you know this is for ryan and abby like everyone else can just kind of like sit over there and enjoy them enjoying this that is made for them <laughs> and uh yeah like i was i was legit like losing my mind like i yeah. was just like and I wasn't even delirious like Craig was at this point. I had a good night's sleep the night before, <laughs> and I honestly thought I was dreaming. Like uh, there's no way I'm yes. watching this. Like I now, was, I was, was like, losing like a pinch my mind me, like the entire time. Um, I would say Troy, I'm going to throw yeah. to you. Did did we all notice uh, notice how uh, there was a direct parallel to Luke coming down this corridor and taking out uh, the the uh, dark troopers? Uh, to the Darth Vader scene in Rogue One. It was very, very, like, I would say on purpose parallel. Like, it, it's, if you do a side-by-side, it's almost the same. Uh, Troy, did you pick up on that? And I, I also yeah, want to hear and, your, your breakdown. Oh, I, saw, I saw John and Aaron also call that out in the chat. Like, I think we all kind of went to that. Like, this is Luke's Rogue One moment where, you know, for for all the reasons that Ryan got super hyped to see cool-ass prequel shit, uh, this is this is what people wanted to see in in the last jedi and they felt like they were denied they felt like they weren't given the good news is what this has done is it has made that moment in the last jedi even better because it's shown how much luke skywalker has grown from landing on this cruiser uh with lightsaber already drawn wasting everybody in sight uh totally you know uh, punching with brute force his way uh, to save somebody uh, where in last Jedi uh, he never draws his saber um, until it's absolutely necessary at the end. Uh, In fact, he's not even there. Like he becomes (laughs) that sort of pacifist. uh, I don't need violence in order to, to resolve this situation. Um, 
So, yeah, I mean, I, I like you guys, uh, I hopped into the edge of my seat and I was like, oh, shit, it's Luke. And my wife's like, it's not Luke. It's not going to be Luke. And even if it is, they're not going to show him. And I'm like, they're going to show him. And, you know, as you're seeing that moment unfold, I started to kind of side with my wife. I thought we weren't actually going to see his face. I thought he was going to come in like Batman, uh, waste all these dark troopers. Uh, you were going to see the close up of him swooping Grogu into his arms and he was going to disappear and they would have never caught his face. Um, and, and, and getting to see his face, I'm sure we're going to get into, uh, was both good and bad for many reasons. Um, but it was let's uh it was so it was so cool seeing Luke Skywalker in action at the peak of his abilities, at the peak of his physical fitness, at the peak of maybe his hubris. Maybe this is him now realizing I'm going to go train a whole bunch of Jedi because you know I I have so much to to instill upon future force users. And yeah, this, this he's like why he ends up going into exile. You know, it's 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 perfect. He's like uh you know, my sister and my friend just had a kid. Maybe he could be a Jedi. I'm sure things will go fine. <laughs> It'll be good. Um, you know, I said this before. I want to talk about this reveal. You know, there's a rumor that there's going to be a Black Series 2-pack. Uh, Yakface reported it of uh, young Luke and uh, Jedi training Luke and Leia. And I told Ryan this week, I said, hey, that was a really cool scene. But let's face it, Rise of Skywalker came out a year ago kind of a weird it's kind of weird to go back to that yeah and i told ryan did i not call you and of uh, five days ago and said i think we're gonna if if there was ever a reason because toys always spoil everything you can kind of put the pieces together you you can predict the future through toys yes i always do uh what do we what got came here? out this year yep there it is what jedi luke this year Fuck. oh wait hold on oh, there it is got a stretch there it is what else came out this year yep Jabba's Palace. Oh, yeah. Oh, son of a beast thing. I need that. Son of a of the scud pie. I need that oh, Jabba's Palace. Here you go. What's hitting right now? Uh, where am I? Yep, there it is. Uh, Galaxies of Adventure and Galaxies of Adventure. Where yep. am I? Here Luke I am. And, Luke and Boba Fett. There I am. Uh, yep. So let's, let's talk. Toys are definitely there. So the, here's the first shot. Uh, so he, he wastes everybody and then Din's like, let him in. Uh, and Din puts down Grogu. Grogu the entire time is having this connection to the to the screen. Yeah, live oh. Tyler in Armageddon. Uh, <laughs> he yes. was, you know, these kids in their I screen time. Close my eyes. Your father He's was got the... those little animal crackers that yeah. he just like eats and has plays on Din Din's tummy. You know, dude. Luke comes in and says, <laughs> "I want to shake the hand of the daughter of the most <laughs> bravest man I've ever met." <laughs> um, all right, let's take a look here. We got Luke. Um, I, I, here's my thing. So this is our first shot of Luke. He, he reveals himself. Um, and I think all of us, I was prepared to see Luke and I think, you know, half the universe has convinced themselves it was going to be Sebastian Stan, even though there's absolutely, (laughs) except for one fan art, you know, a year and a half ago, um, Everybody was like, "Wow, that was gonna be Stan." Uh, by the way, Sebastian Stan is playing Tommy Lee in the Tommy Lee and Pamela Lee story for Hulu. So maybe Disney was like, "Maybe not." Um, so I listen. I thought Luke looked and sounded exactly like Luke needed to look and sound. We know that they got a stand-in to to portray Luke. Uh, I don't have the actor's name in front of me, but it's a. Uh, uh, Max Lloyd something. Max Lloyd. I wouldn't follow him on Instagram, uh, trying to be his best friend. Mm. And uh, 
<laughs> if uh, I'll, I'll, I'll try to, if uh, John Yurkaba, he's in the chat. He had his name earlier. John, give me the name. Um, they had a stand-in, and obviously they they used the the de aging facial deep fake technology, which is getting better. You know, we saw it with Tarkin, we saw it with Luke and Leia. Um, I thought it looked really good. I can't. I still can't tell what they did with the voice. If they just reused old material, did they bring Mark Hamill in? Obviously, Mark Hamill's voice is deeper and raspier than it than it would have been for a you know five years after Return of the Jedi, Luke. Um, but so I'm sure we'll I'm sure we'll learn in the next three <laughs> PO three PO. <laughs> hey. Hey. Well, Mark is credited. He is Mark credited. Mark is credited, so I do believe yeah. he did the voice. I think I think they probably engineered it a little bit because right, right. if you go back probably, to yeah. those if you go back to those Galaxy of Adventure shorts that they've been doing and he's got that training on Dagobah episode and it's got his current voice and it just doesn't uh doesn't, fit, right. doesn't work the same way, but they, yeah. they hey. can work magic with the with the voices because uh, Carrie Fisher did new Princess Leia dialogue for the Star Tours ride, you know, and it's her in her, you know, uh, uh, 1977 form and sounds like her. <laughs> and it's they were able to clean it up and pitch her to make her sound, you know, younger and, and totally, totally believable. So sorry, yeah. AJ quick with the comment of the night. He said he breathed in too much of that fire while he was burning his dad. Uh, <laughs> hey, sacred Island. Watch the language. Yeah. Um, so I listen, there's that uncanny Valley thing that happens. We know Mark Hamill is 65 years old. We see Mark Hamill all the time. I'm telling you, if my dad was watching this show, he wouldn't have known a thing. He wouldn't have known something was weird. And either would your dad. Yeah. I, I just, I, I think you have that part of the equation where the every Star Wars fan knows. So it's hard to get that. For me, I thought, it, is it perfect? No. So would we rather have had a different actor playing Luke? I think that would have taken me out of the scene personally well i still think there's better deep fake technology than what ilm has well yeah and tomorrow I, on youtube we'll see the the really good version oh, of that. and and we will and absolutely we will because we've seen it already with rogue one and all that other kind of stuff but i also think that ilm has a bit of an ego I'm just going to say that straight up because I don't think they're going to want to use somebody else's technology. When That's they, spoken like a former employee of ILM. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, dude, no, it's just, it's, I, we, ah, dude, when you work for any large company like that, even for where I am at, like with, with Sony and stuff like that, a lot of them want to use their own technology. They don't really want to yeah. necessarily go out and use other people's stuff. That's why it's like taking everyone so long to jump on board with Unreal. Because they're sitting there going, well, we didn't create that. So, so you tell me the people that? at Skywalker Sound wanted to use their own proprietary, you know, audio software for Luke Skywalker? Um, yeah, <laughs> I do. I have a buddy who worked at Microsoft, and he has to beat his head against the wall because they forced them to use Teams. And he's like, there's so many. I want to Zoom so bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, right? So that's, that's, exactly, that's exactly my point. So yeah. it's... I think it really comes down to that. It's not saying that ILM did a bad job because this does look good. And I don't know what their budget was necessarily on this. I don't know what their timeline was because that all comes into play as well when doing these things. 
So, you know, I don't know the whole backstory behind what was happening in post. I mean, I'm looking for this what looks pretty from damn what I good saw and me. what I got. I'm a very, very happy camper. Yeah, and, and I'm, like, I'm glad I, I'm still super stoked. Like, I was fucking sobbing. Like, that the moment he undid, like, undid the hood, I was doing that, like, breathing where you can't breathe and you're trying to breathe. And just like, we, that's right? called like, hyperventilation. That, yes. yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was me, right? Like, it you was. Know, I, think I think it's telling that all the examples in the chat, comparing it to whether it's Tron Legacy or. You know, Robert Downey Jr. in uh, which movie was it? Endgame? No, I, I uh, Civil War. No, Civil War. Man, when they, no, Civil War. Yeah. Civil War. Um, you know, uh, Michael Douglas and Ant Man. All those things. What What we're doing is we're comparing a TV show to a motion picture, yeah. right? With mm. the, I mean, that's the thing that this is how good the series is. It totally makes you lose perspective. You're watching weekly television. I mean, that is such a different ball game. Now I know it's streaming. So there's a little, you know, some budgets are a little different, but still we're not watching a, you know, a hundred million, 300, $400 million. How much was, you know, these movies with this insane technology right. being used. I do have and one I, I, major problem. Oh, sorry. Go Ryan. And then I'll talk no, about no, no, the problem. No. Yeah. So what, what was your don't, problem? Don't Jake? look at that. That's you. You go. <laughs> but my biggest problem is, I, I need to see where the costume change happened because Luke showed up in an X-Wing and he wasn't wearing a damn X-Wing flight suit. Why does he have his Jedi robes on? Uh, he needs to have... The Force. I would have been so... Oh, I don't know. Force. Mercy, big the Force. Come on, man. In an X-Wing. Even Ray coming out of Exegol uh, put on the helmet. Well, I mean, are we to I believe? Guess he yeah, a helmet, <laughs> I don't believe yeah. that uh, that Luke wore his X-wing flight suit when he when he went off to uh, Octu. I think he left it behind. I've got no more use for that Octu. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I, I just to me it was one of those moments we're always going to remember, and whether or not Luke Skywalker continues on in any form in this show or another show down the road, whatever, we're we're never going to forget. Uh, we're never going to forget this moment. So, um, and I think that's why it had to be Mark Hamill. That's why it couldn't be Sebastian Stan in in this particular moment. Like, if they're going to do a spinoff show with Luke and Grogu and the Jedi Academy and whatever's going to happen, sure, then they can recast and it can be Sebastian Stan. But right. um, having him having his face was so important. And even if even if he looked good, I mean, those stills that you keep putting up, he looks fantastic. Um, Jacob Walsh. Jacob Walsh just showed Jacob up. Jacob Walsh. Hey, this is great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I did not know there was a video here. Oh, okay. Speaking of technology. Yeah, we're, we're going to try to fight through technical difficulties. but it, Maybe so far, we can deep fake some Jacob Walsh in here somewhere. <laughs> um, <laughs> so keep going, Troy. Oh, I, I was just going to say, I, I think I was okay with him until he started talking. And I think that it had two things going against it. Number one, they used the body double. It wasn't Mark Hamill's eyes and mouth, which is what the important distinction with Michael Douglas and Robert Downey Jr. And all of those actors that people keep calling out when they do the digital makeup and the digital de-aging, the eyes are so super important. And even if it is real eyes and it's a, a body double's eyes behind it, 
um, it doesn't quite read as true. It's for, for the same reason that when somebody, you're used to seeing them wear glasses and they take their glasses off and they immediately don't feel right, like their face doesn't feel right to you, it's it's exactly that same sort of, it's something inherent in our genetics that we can't figure that out. So yeah, see, look, Jake looks like a totally different person now. Um, totally different person. Um, there you go. So, you know, and, and the other thing too is I'm kind of giving them the benefit of the doubt because schedule-wise, I know they were up against the wall. They were trying to get this out uh, on a weekly basis. And with COVID going on, everybody's working from home. So I'm sure that nine out of 10 of those artists were probably working from their houses and, and doing the best that they can. Um, so I bet that's know, also I, why Mark Hamill wasn't going to be on set. Uh, that's, that's a right, good point too. Right. Yeah. Um, so Jake, uh, Jacob Walsh, you're, you're joining us here where we, we, <laughs> we're almost two hours in we're yeah. just getting to Luke revealing himself. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> Ab, Abby's leaving. Right Abby's just yeah. bailing. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, Jake, uh, you, the floor is yours. Walk us through. Let's, let's start. We got everybody's play-by-play reaction of of the X-wing showing up. So, how are you feeling, man? Like not well, but also <laughs> great at the same time. Uh, I don't know. I, I was I was watching you guys all do your reactions, and it, I mean it's it's similar. It was like a it was like a moment of disbelief and being like, no, but also <laughs> like. <laughs> you know, once you see that X-wing, it's like, well, who else is this going to be here? So, right. There's just not a lot to. I mean, it's like I've I've watched it multiple times today, and especially just that last, you know, like ten to fifteen minutes. Uh, it's just so, dude. I was something I was saying to you earlier on the phone is that it's almost like we do not deserve what we're getting. It feels like we were just given the best Christmas present that we could have, we could have wished for. And it made me feel bad for complaining about other star Wars stuff. I was like, I, I, I was like, am I too hard on the last Jedi? Like, yes. Yes, you were, but thanks. yeah. This is Jacob Walsh's redemption story more than anything. Yeah, he's the Mayfield of this group. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, it's, you know, Jake, we talked a lot about it today. Multi- I, I've already done some version of this podcast six times today with, with a bunch of other people. Um, so, Jake, let's get your thoughts since this is what we were just talking about on, on how, how we thought Luke looked and it, was it the right move to, to go the, the route they went with yeah. I think I think I agree a hundred percent with what Troy was just saying when I popped on. You you can't start off with a different actor um, because even though we would know what's happening, that could maybe be confusing to some people. Like if you're recasting, that is something that they they usually announce ahead of time, and it kind of prepares people to be like, okay, this isn't going to be Mark Hamill. But you can't just <laughs> have Luke Skywalker show up and just all of a sudden it's not Mark Hamill. Anymore. Right. Yeah. It would be. How it weird would it have been if, if, if it's Mark Hamill, but then Alden Ehrenreich r- runs in. Come on, Luke. We got to go. <laughs> yeah. We're going to get a parking <laughs> ticket. We're going to have company. Uh, <laughs> I, only, I only think it makes sense to recast if uh, their, uh, their intention is to uh, keep using Luke, you know, to, to have him yeah. show up. And show yeah. more of that Grogu stuff. And I don't, I don't want them to really oversaturate Luke either. 
I was oversaturated, right. face and pants. Yes. No Dude. <laughs> Dude, they need like fucking body tampons for when I watch Star Wars, man. Just soak it all up. Because I tell you. <laughs> Find um, an orifice. There was so, there was fluid. Now, as as emotional it was to to see uh, Luke show up, and and we all started kind of putting the pieces together, like what's happening. Um, this this final goodbye with with Din and Grogu was was really gut wrenching. It was <laughs> I can't even call it bittersweet. It was just. It actually, I had feelings of conflict where I was like, I don't want him to go with Luke. Mm-mm. I want him to, I want them to decide like, no, he doesn't want to go with you. And Luke be like, all right, <laughs> what did I come out here for? Um, did I get something for gas? Or, yeah. I came all this way here. Yeah, I mean, a little gas money for the uh-huh. X-Wing. Um, so, but I mean, to me, you know, we talked about the buildup of season one and learning who these characters are and this entire thing with season two. This payoff was... T- absolutely incredible this this shows what a well-written show and a well plotted out you know this map starting from the the opening episode all the way to here this was heart-wrenching and abby (laughs) i don't like i literally don't know if i can do this one i'm gonna i can try um when when din says i'll see you again i promise like that i take to heart and they they will at some point see each other. The question came into my mind immediately at that point of like, am I going to see Din again? Is the Mandalorian going to continue in this way? There's, it's it, the separation between father and son essentially was something that I was fearing for so long. I mean, I was waiting for the the Guardians, uh, the Cat Stevens, you know. Song. Yeah, like I'm it's your father, not time. Yeah. And yes, just I'll say that when when Grogu's hand goes to the mask, um, and then that when that comes off, gotta go. Totally devastating moment yeah. for me. That was the hardest. Um, I cried, and and then. Then, well, it gets worse from there. He puts his hand to the mask, takes the mask off, then he puts the hand to the face. Din closes his eyes, weeps. It's beautiful. And then the next, you see uh, Grogu down holding the leg like a little, like, right. Pre- little well, because pre- there's pre- been multiple times in the series where he's almost, we've almost had this moment a couple times where it's time to separate. Teased up, they've teased to it. And yeah. it always hurts. Uh, but, uh, Troy, what was your feeling watching? Uh, I feel like the people with kids reacted even stronger. I, I, my brother called me today and said he almost went and just got his kid from daycare in the middle of the day after watching it. And I was like, why? If you're at home, why is your kid at daycare? And I, it was all these other questions. Uh, but, uh, Troy, what, uh, what was your reaction to this, this scene? Yeah. I mean, I, I haven't had to deal with it yet, but, but Jake, I know you have, but I, and I think John even called it out in the chat here. Like he's sending his kid off to school. Like this is goodbye to kindergarten basically. Uh, and it's, it's that separation where it's like, we're still family. I'm still here for you. I'll see you again later. Um, but you have to go do this and you have to go do this by yourself. Um, and for all the reasons that he's been fighting to save Grogu this entire time, because he, he loves the kid. Like he's finally attached himself to somebody and something um, and has finally found his family, his, his clan. Um, it's yeah, it was, it was tough, man. And the, the, as soon as the, the helmet starts going off, you know, because he only pulled the helmet off in, in the last episode for the reasons that we're talking about right now. It's like, I, I this is for the kid. 
I don't care about anybody else in the room. I don't care about anything right now, whatever Mandalorian creed that I've adhered to for my entire life. Uh, it's out the window. Shit. I don't care. Um, and, 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 and it wasn't like at this point after Luke shows up and Din is saying goodbye to Grogu, like nothing is going the way that I thought it was going to be going. That here. sentence I'm, didn't like, sound real. Yeah, what is happening? Like, <laughs> I was, I was ready, I was ready for season three of of you know Mando and the kid, and right, they're right. pulling into town, and they're going to have another adventure. And it's like, no, they, they totally circumnavigated all of my expectations here and turned it into. They set up three shows in five minutes. How the <laughs> hell did they just do that? Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Jake Jacob Walsh. Well, I mean, I know, uh, I think it's it's. I've never hero worshipped Luke, right? So to me, I think as much as I loved seeing, I love Luke, I love Luke Skywalker, but I, I don't think I have that same connection that maybe some of the people who grew up, uh, you know, in the in the early eighties uh, do. But I love Luke Skywalker. But I know Jake, you love Luke Skywalker. But I think a lot of my emotion was really coming from the Din and and Grogu stuff. So Jake, what what I'm asking you to do is analyze your tears and figure out where they're coming from. <laughs> <laughs> Where are my tears coming? That's a hard question in a in a finale like this. Uh, it's like you get kickstarted with Luke Skywalker for sure, and the tears are there. And as soon as he's talking, and then like R two D two shows up, and and all all of that is like heavy tears. But yeah, all the Din stuff. You know what though? One thing is like when he went to take his uh, helmet off. I instantly had one of those like moments where I thought it was going to be like those YouTube videos where dads shave their beards for the first time. <laughs> oh, you know, like, maybe Grogu's going to be like, I don't oh, know wow. this man. Who's that? Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, that, that, yeah. I mean, that's what the whole show has been kind of building to. And like what you were just saying, Troy, it's one of those things that, you don't think is coming yet, even though this is the series finale or the season finale, you're not sure. It's just what you weren't quite ready for it. We didn't even, it's like never going to be ready coming, for that. But I think we, yeah. I think everybody pretty much thought this was like going to be a cliffhanger episode and we would, I, I cannot believe it was all tied up in 47 minutes or whatever. So I don't think anybody was really expecting to have to see that <laughs> right now uh jake stevens i'm going to cut to you but i want to put up this image if somebody would have told you <laughs> that oh, you were gonna like yeah. like at some point you're gonna be like remember when luke was holding grogu the former baby yoda the child with r2 in inside oh, the, death the, star. Oh, the de- yeah because it looks like the death star yeah. like uh i mean just look at that image like r2 showing up we all should have predicted that that was going to happen, but the, the, you're so caught up in the moment that you can't even, you're like, Oh my God, R 2s here. And I want to see what happens right after that. Like they, they, they've done their job wonderfully. Like now I need to know what happens with that mm-hmm. a or B story yeah. with Luke and Grogu and, and R 2. Like does Grogu have a flight suit. I mean, clearly what happens right after it is they get in the X wing and Grogu starts playing with buttons and they just crash. Yeah. We learned Luke was a ghost the whole time. Um, uh, Jake Stevens, go for it. Um, well, you know, I'm sitting here watching this, and I just, I'm, in my head, I'm like, well, damn it, I was right. This, <laughs> this is the second season. It's a tragedy. 
It's a tragedy because now this child is leaving and the show that we have grown to love over the last 16 episodes or chapters is no longer. I mean, it was it, it is done. I mean, the, the 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 Mando Grogu story has sailed, unfortunately, because now it's going to be Mandalorian being Mandalore, right? The ruler of Mandalorian and, and the tensions and the battles and the fights. And then of course we have the, what comes after the credits as well. So I was, I was like, it just, that, that, that's what flooded in. It's like all these fun adventures we've had, all these great things, all this kicking ass to protect the child and save the child and, and uh, you know, play catch with the child and everything else. It's gone. It's done. And we, we saw the whole thing. And again, it makes sense. He completed his quest. He is a man of honor. He is a man of of what he, um, you know, pledges, sets out to do. He uh, believes in that strongly. And so it is, it, Grogu had to go. Otherwise, what would Mando, you know, Mando's a failure if he doesn't go, right? right. And so it, it was that, that to me is the tragedy behind it. But it's so conflicting because like you're all saying, you're sitting here on this high that Luke Skywalker just whoops so much uh, butt on these dark trooper droids. And now you have to deal with the loss in that scene of, you know, which parallels, you know, let me look upon you with my own eyes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. And you yeah. got to like, take oh, my God. Off yeah. The reveal and yeah. the and the the, the goodbyes. And uh, ugh, it's just it, it, it was. Hal Hickle, if you follow him on uh, on Twitter, he's uh, the animation director, I think, uh, yeah. supervisor for the show. Um, he tweets a lot. He gives a lot of great information and stuff. He said, uh, going into, I think, before last week's, he says, you're in for a roller coaster. And that's all I could think about is how exciting that battle was. And then how elated and amazed I was that it was Luke Skywalker. And then it all came flooding down that it was now... I have to say goodbye to Grogu. And then I have to like question what's the future for both of them because one's a Mandalore and one's a Jedi. And, and then I have to go, shit, what's the Jedi? They all die. Kylo Ren, you know, and then you start having those like 30 years later for, you know, it's just, it was, it was, it's almost too much into that little bit to, to give any one moment your solid full being because yeah, it's like, you then know, also yeah. like, you know, we don't know what Luke, we know Luke has been training Leia. We know that's the only thing we know. And we don't even honestly know if that is like before this or coming after this, but like, you know, Luke kind of like defeated the empire. Is it awkward for him to show up on an Imperial uh, cruiser here and be like, Oh God, the empire. No, <laughs> this is a guy who's made out with his sister. Yeah, Nothing's that's, awkward. That's awkward. <laughs> hey, okay, I want to say so... real, real quick in the chats, uh, Emil Shear just joined. Uh, Emil's a longtime listener of YHS, and he is uh, in the Netherlands. So thank you for joining us. Yeah, he timed uh, it right. Oh, uh, sorry, bro. So uh, Ryan, well, uh, we timed it right by not shutting up. Uh, but true. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't even know really what to add because I I'm probably going to end up having a breakdown. Uh, <laughs> this at this point, when all this stuff starts happening, where he's like holding on to Grogu and stuff like I've already started to calm down from Luke at this point. Okay. And then as soon as he touches the helmet, I'm a complete goddamn mess again (laughs) because already you kind of like sense it. Like everything's already been kind of like leading up to this moment where he's going to take the helmet off. 
So, but when he does and then Grogu like touches the cheek, I think that was it. It was just like, I, I actually can't even barely remember watching it the first time because I was such a wreck Yeah. because already when they were already teasing this kind of like, this might be happening with like in, in uh, the chapter of the Jedi and he's sitting there in the back of the razor crest and just holding him. And looking at it him, hurts. and you're already like, oh my God, and, like, I can't take this. It's E.T. It, is what it started is. started the grieving process. It, it, to me, it's, dude, it's, it's E.T. It just hurts. Right? Yes. It dude, hurts. it just, it just hurts. hurts. So it already, just then all of a sudden, when you're, when you're getting to this, and like, and Jake said too, and I know we said this on, on past episodes as well, we all assumed this was going to end at a cliffhanger. A cliffhanger we have to wait a year for. We weren't expecting this to end. And then all of a sudden, now it's like, hey, guess what? You just got your dream come true with Luke Skywalker because just like Jake, I'm a huge Luke Skywalker fan. And so to get that and then all of a sudden being like, now you're super happy. Now I'm going to trash your heart. I'm going <laughs> to grab it. And your heart is now a dark trooper. And we're going to play Luke Skywalker and we're just going to crush it. Right. And, you know, yeah. the heart nards. We got like kicked in them hard. And. You know, like, and then when I watched it the second time today, it was just as, it was almost worse because I completely missed the part because I was crying so hard the night before (laughs) where they're walking away and Grogu is still looking over at Din and Din's just like fucking sad. And you, you, you you feel it. Like, it's just like. Because Luke said, we got to talk about Luke's dialogue. He says to Luke's, okay, again. Never thought we'd hear this in 2020. So Luke Skywalker <laughs> looks at Din, who's you know taken off his mask, and he's like, he wants your permission, and oh. he tells him to go. But then when R2 shows up, like that's what I wanted to say. First of all, yes, this is heartbreaking, heart wrenching. But if you have to get a new dad after Mando, I'd say that Luke Skywalker is pretty good. And then R2D2 shows up like the new brother, like, dude, I'm going to show you so much porn. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I love it. Like, they, they, whatever they talk back and forth about, I wish I they understood do con- it. They connect, and then R2 does the, There's the a whole, thing. They got a whole future together. You know, yeah. they're going to be best buddies. Yeah. He's like, I've got Yoda and, stories for you. Grogu's like, I yeah. saw Bo Katan's boobs. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think they, and Joseph Clark called it out in the chat. I think they know each other because R2D2 being Anakin Skywalker's droid at the Jedi Temple where Grogu was trying. Training on Coruscant. Dude. Oh, R2's like, bro, bro. Yeah. dude, where were you? Dude, who got yeah. you out of there? Remember that? It was freaking yeah. crazy, man. I went to Mustafar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, R2's like, dude, seriously, dude. We went up to the temple, and my master Anakin was like, he started killing younglings. I was just like, God, this is bad, but it's kind of hilarious Children if you think about it. <laughs> And dude, this is his son. Can you believe that? This is Anakin's son. We're gonna go see his sister. Oh. They he, like, kiss. Pops out his little scomp arm and starts like doing like little hand waves. Yeah, back and forth. Yeah, they get to know each other. Grogu's like, so tell me about yourself. And he's like, well, I used to bartend on the barge. And uh, <laughs> the I, I survived that too, by the way. <laughs> A lot of people survived the barge explosion. All right, well, let's wrap up this. Um, uh, I, we don't need to do categories, I, I don't think. Like, No segments? Well, no I, oh, moment? I'm ready. Yeah, All right. I have. All right, well, let, let, segments. We gotta we'll still... do segments. And just because that would be the end of the show. 
then we'll go into our post credits. Yeah, and then we got like another three hour discussion of what happens next. But let's let's. <laughs> and then we're gonna hang out for three more hours. All right, so let's. Oh, absolutely. Let's do our segments. Like bad thing. Bad here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, we we we've given out our credits. We've done our recap. It's time for the Grogu moment of the night. Here you go. The Grogu moment of the week. Welcome to Star Tours. Uh, Jacob Walsh, I, I know you didn't prepare an answer, but I'm putting I, you on the I spot. Didn't, but, I didn't, but I feel like all of my answers are Luke Skywalker. <laughs> your, your Grogu <laughs> moment, moment of the week. Oh, I, I, I yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's all Luke Skywalker. Okay, I love that. Um, so, uh, Troy. Uh, I think that moment where he's walking or kind of gravitating toward the monitor as Luke is arriving, yeah. like that he senses the force connection arriving. That was, that was awesome. See, <laughs> Luke. Uh, well, it's not going to be right. Grogu in handcuffs looking sad. Uh, Abby? <laughs> uh, not that moment. I'll say it was mine involved Luke though. It, it's the moment where Grogu's on the chair and he looks and sees Luke for the first time, then looks to Mando with his big eyes and he's like cooing and kind of looking for approval. That was, it was heart wrenching and so cute, and that's how that was my yeah. favorite moment. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, Jake Stevens. Uh, it's got to be when he uh, reaches out to Din's face ever so yeah. gently. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, Ryan. Uh, since well, Craig did kind of steal my moment, but I actually do like the part where like Din goes into the holding cell, and Grogu just like. <laughs> oh. Uh. You want to yeah. do something yeah. about this here, bud? Yeah. Right? Like Fix this. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. get me out Let's of these. them together. <laughs> ding, ding. Yeah. <laughs> um, are like, we so, oh, come um, on, buddy. Now, Emil, I've so, Emil brings this up, and I was going to bring this up, too. Are we surprised that, that Mando did not uh, give Grogu the, the metal ball? Oh. Oh. <laughs> I'm surprised, but I, I, it could come back. It could come back. Did he not? No. Well, I think like, Din's going to wear it around his neck like, like a necklace. Uh, like, good call. Mounted on his helmet. <laughs> yeah, take the X wings. Let him shipper. fuck with Luke's ship. <laughs> what, yeah, what if Luke was like, um, uh, "Did where's your ship?" Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. When they see each other again, that's gonna go on the bottom of Grogu's lightsaber. Okay. Ooh. Ooh. it's definitely coming Ooh. back. That's not yeah. gonna be wasted. Um. Does anybody else have a, a Grogu moment of the week, or should we go to our MVP of the episode? Like, we don't know who this is going to be. Dude, there's one MVP. Yeah. And we all know who that is. Jake right. already stated it. Yes, it is. Let's move forward. George Lucas Skywalker. All right, Abby, tell me who your MVP <laughs> is. Bo-Katan, Fennec, Kara, and Casca. I thought they were awesome, and I legitimately mm. respected them on screen and was blown away by that. And I know Luke Skywalker is fantastic, and you got a lot of fanboys, but I like seeing <laughs> these women do their thing. There you go. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it was nice to see that. Too bad Craig uh, had his like <sighs> deep rested misogyny come out and say there was a dude there. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that, that was, he was delirious. His <laughs> dormant <laughs> misogyny just kind of like awoke at that there, moment. There, there was there, a dude. There had to be a dude. Yeah, because I was like, like, I was like, he didn't even do much. I was like, uh, there's something <laughs> inside me. It's always been there. It's awakening. <laughs> we shall see. Uh, <laughs> I nickname I nickname uh, nickname them the uh, Fem Fire Squad Four. Oh, that's good. Ooh. that works. Oh, I like thing, that. 
The thing about Pretty that good. moment, though, that's so cool because it kind of harkens back to Endgame where there's the kind of forced moment where it's like, well, I've got her back or she's with me or whatever. Like, this felt much less forced, much more natural, much more like these no, are just... They were, they were badasses, and that's exactly yeah. what they should be. They I mean, earned they it before they were, They reminded me of, like, uh, you know, in Kill Bill, the, the, like, death squad of all of the assassins when they're, like, a team. Yeah. 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 Man, um, it, it really uh, just an incredible episode. Uh, let let's get into it because we do need to wind. We're at two hours and it's two in the morning, and I'm ready for second dinner. <laughs> I don't want it to end. Uh, Post credit scene. I almost missed it. I was ready to turn off the the television because I my face hurt. Uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's talk about this. Uh, I mean, it's a quick scene. Uh, we see tattooing. Uh, we see the inside of Jabba's palace. We see Bib Fortuna. Say <laughs> what you call him. I did not say it. It wasn't me. I did say Bib Fat Tuna. I did. I did. But like, he's eating good. <laughs> he's eating good. Big he's been eating tuna. good for five years. Apparently, whatever they serve on Tatooine, everyone gains a little bit. That's yeah, okay. That's Trying okay. to take over for Jabba. Can we see um, and uh, you know, Fennec shows up. Boba shows up. There's this, and we all watched this scene. Like, I don't need to describe it. We all saw it. So let's, and then they, they, we get this announcement the book of Boba Fett, December 2021. This is where it gets stressful because there's, <laughs> there's, there's been all, what, what are you doing? I, I'm going out of focus. Bib fucked it all up. <laughs> Bib I, did fuck it come up. Come on, Bib. Boba. Way to go, Bib. Now we, now we did. Hey, wanna wonga. <laughs> McClunky. He does say McClunky. He said, does yes. say McClunky. Yes. It's and so good. Yes, body well, positive bib. Good for you. How do we feel about the Book of Boba Fett, December 2021? We still do not have an official announcement on Mandalorian Season 3. It is Mando Season 3. We're starting again. It's going to be Mando Season 3, Chapter 1. That's because what I think, too. Din's chapter, Jin, Din's think book Ryan is right. done for right now. Okay. And now it's Boba's book, like. Possessive. And now we're on the book of Boba. It's gonna be book of Boba. Another Mandalorian. Season three, chapter yeah. one. Man, like Cat Hansen messaged me earlier today, and she goes, "It just clicked in. You know, Mandalorian is not about one specific Mandalorian. It's about." But it's but from what general. we know, so but but from what we know, the the listen, the the Boba Fett series has been rumored for weeks that it's already been shooting. I have a feeling they were shooting that post credit scene. By the way, um, do we? It's been said that it's going to be like a mini series. Like it might only be six episodes. I, to, I'm thinking. Or how about eight? I'm thinking. Of, yeah, but it could yeah, be one. Season. Yeah, but maybe. But maybe it is, and then maybe the next season is Bo-Katan. Right. And we and we we get more of the you know that story. Yep. So. And I would love to have that too. I'm I'm with Jake on that. I think it would be because we need to. She's got a whole story too with Din. Now that they have. They have to do something with that dark saber. Do we oh, think? Have to do something. Yeah. Do we think? Okay, so <laughs> I'm thinking it from Disney's perspective. Mandalorian is the biggest thing in pop culture and media right now. Uh, Baby Yoda, the child Grogu, uh, is uh, he's the golden goose. I, I do not see Disney and Disney Plus's 85 million subscribers being too keen on a world without uh, Baby Yoda, the child Grogu. Uh, so. Do we think Grogu's story now moves in a different direction and separates for for some time from the Mandalorian story? And putting, you know, I have a feeling, yes, we got to get resolution on the Darksaber. 
uh, Mandalore, Bogotan, Ahsoka, all of that. I think Man- the Din Darden will be part of that story. And I do think him and Grogu will cross paths at some point. But what happens with Grogu now? He He's with Luke Skywalker. Because I, I have a prediction. And I, I don't want to say it first. All but, right. The, but, it's the Kylo Ren, baby Kylo, like baby Ben, and baby <laughs> Grogu as a show. Star and it's Wars like Muppet babies, babies but Jedi. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. True. Star Wars babies. <laughs> yeah, come on. We, that's when you're that's feeling we kind of weird and the force is in your brain. Um, <laughs> I am count is really big. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Han is insane. I'm so sorry. It's getting late. Uh, but what, what, I want to know. Star Wars. Okay. We know. We know. We got a Boba Fett show coming, right? Yes. Right. We know we've got uh, Rangers of the New Republic. We know we've got a. So we know there's going to be three ongoing series and possibly we don't know what's going to happen with season three of Mandalorian whether all that but I want to know what is the next chapter in the Grogu story is it a series is it a movie is it a flash forward because I think I'll just give my prediction I think we are going to move forward 30 or 40 years and we are going Mm. to see a post sequel trilogy version of Grogu possibly meeting back up with Mando and I think it's going to be the Taika Waititi movie Oh. Is what I think. Oh, interesting. That's a bold prediction. I'd buy because that for a because Taika <laughs> did, um, you know, he did season one directing. He, obviously, he did IG11's voice, but he didn't do anything this year. Um, I could see now. Also, from what we know, the Taika Waititi movie isn't scheduled until probably 2024. So I could be dead wrong. Yeah. I don't think we're gonna have a four year break of Grogu. Um, Jacob Walsh, do you have any thoughts on on what's gonna happen here? Oh man, like, part of me thinks that he's done for a while. Uh, I do not think that we're getting like a Luke Grogu show. But I mean, also, I didn't think we were getting Luke Skywalker. Period. So <laughs> right, who knows? right. But but there's too many. There were too many questions about Grogu and what's going to happen to him. Like there, those are going to be answered somehow. Uh, but I think maybe we're we're taking a break from him for a bit. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Ryan, um, I honestly don't know what to expect. I, he is. I was thinking the closest thing he might show up in is maybe Ahsoka. Maybe, I, but I don't know where her story is. I know her story is going towards Thrawn, and whatever Thrawn was doing might lead back to what the Cloners were doing in Mandalorian, which somehow might lead back to Grogu. So, I mean, all this stuff snakes and intertwines with each other. So he could honestly appear in any of this. Right. Like, he could even reappear somehow in the the Book of Fett, right? So, I mean, I, uh, I, but you're we right. Could, I don't see him go, going away. Go ahead, Jake. Well, I was just going to say we could be getting answers about what they were doing with him without having to see him. But right. it's like, I know a lot of people are like, well, what happens you know, mm-hmm. when Kylo tears the school down or like what I know people really want to know right. what his mm-hmm. future is going to be like. Right. Is there a chance Jake Stevens, I'll go to you. Is there a chance that, you know, we, we know we're getting Andor coming up in the next couple months. Then we know December, 2021, we're getting book of Boba Fett. Is there a chance they hold off till celebration 
2022 and then have a, a, a the, the return, the big announcement, whatever it is. I mean, I, I absolutely think- because celebration is going to be in August still. Uh, last I heard, August 2020 or two 2022, and uh, this show will probably debut in the fall, like it has for the previous three years at that point. So that would be a huge. Uh, Mando was a huge panel this time around, or sorry, last year. Um, mm-hmm. And so, uh, absolutely, I think, and I and I, I agree with uh, Jake there. I think that we might see some ideas and concepts around Baby Yoda come up, and maybe just react throughout. Uh, I'm a strong believer, Ryan, with you that next season is all Boba Fett themed, and then we'll come back. So he'll have one season. That's just Boba Fett, the book, the chapters, whatever. And then we'll come back to pick up the story or see, or it's going to be like Conan. We're going to come in and see him king now, you know, and we're going to have to, you know, he's going to have to, you know, that what do we know about Mandalorian show so far is that they drop into like multiple planets every week. And so there's no reason at some point he doesn't go to the planet where the Jedi temple are on because he needs uh, Luke's guidance or, you know, he comes across another Jedi and wants to deliver him to Grogu. You know, maybe he, he, he starts collecting Jedi foundlings throughout the country or uh, throughout the galaxy. Maybe that's his role is to populate Luke's Jedi Academy, you know, uh, when he's also trying to rule Mandalore, but he doesn't really want to. So, I think there's uh, there's uh, there's all all sorts of things that can pull him back in, but um, whatever this Luke Skywalker fan club is, I need to get in on that because you can see I might I might be into <laughs> I might I might qualify. Yeah, I think that was in. a leg, right? <laughs> you like to know. Oh, Ryan. Ryan, Ryan. That's what um, the ladies call it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, Good answer. Uh, yeah. No, I mean, I mean, well, literally, we were talking about, you know, getting the, the rebel, the rebel uh, medallion, the rebel insignia on your face. I think I can do it. I think I really we should do. all do it after this episode. Tonight. Like a yeah. friendship. If only we knew a tattoo you artist. Your hometown, though, yeah. Or something. <laughs> I need we, somebody. We should to... just all get Grogu tears. Yeah. There yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I think it, you know as we wrap up here, I, I think do, we're going to see Grogu when it's when it's the right time. When it's like, the I right think time. that trusting Dave Filoni, yeah. trusting the way these the show has been made, and John Favreau. I mean, what, what, they're they're making the right decisions. And what I said at the very beginning of this episode, there's a lot of questions that need to be addressed. You know, we there's a whole story that they introduced, which was the remnants of the Empire trying to clone, uh, or, or get this blood to yeah. to clone. Uh, this force sensitive being we we have a lot of theories of what that is but we don't have answers so i mean i could see disney making more announcements uh more shows in development that that kind of go down those roads i mean we could see a show called the rise of the first order or or uh snoke ain't no joke or something like that (laughs) yeah hux's birthday surprise Uh, you know we could get (laughs) we could get whatever Hux's birthday hug. But, um, yeah. How how Sorry, cool go ahead. is it that we're well? I, I it, you know two weeks after they just announced ten shows, ten total shows, two movies, a whole bunch of stuff. Like, 
how, how cool is it that we're sitting here talking about them having this big surprise that really hit me in the nostalgia feels of like, I just watched something cool. And at the end, it's like James Bond will return or like, you know, uh, stay tuned for the Avengers or watching back to the future two and seeing the trailer for back to the future three. Like this was something so totally unexpected after getting basically the all you can eat buffet two weeks ago. And all of a sudden you're like, <laughs> You talk about characters. You, think you know what's coming. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah. To insane. me, that that was awesome. Like the fact that they kept that so close to their to their vest, and it was revealed at the end of a end credit sequence. Like that was rad. Like that was of yeah. of all the things that have happened here, it was just cool to have that spark of of uh, of excitement of mm-hmm. being in a movie theater and seeing that thing at the end of the 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 credits and then coming on and talking to you guys about it because we have no idea what it means. Like it's kind of, it's awesome. Well, it's, I love that. That's what it should be. I love care. I just, I keep give me the plan. Yeah. Yep. Which yeah. didn't happen during the sequel trilogy. Right. They're like, well, they didn't we have a plan. Direct the next movie. Uh, when is it? Two years. Can we, uh, yeah. can we, we get somebody, who do you know, yeah. I mean, yeah, it I, goes back to what you were saying, Jake, about like playing in your room as a kid with those storylines. Like it, that's in your heart, and that's crafting your storytelling. So, as an adult, Dave Filoni and the, the people behind the series are, are making great stories happen. Before we sign off, because I know we're about to, to be done, I want to give a shout out. I think that Cara Dune is a great character. I think she's great. I and I want to see more of Cara Dune. I want it. Cause I think, I think her story is really interesting and I think she's cool and you know, whatever. Yeah. Maybe, maybe the actress is separate l- the art from the yeah, a little off the deep end yeah. or whatever, but who cares? Like I think uh, a survivor uh, of Alderaan uh, rejoining the new Republic to try to do what's right. I think there's some really cool ways to explore that story. And I, that's just one of many things I'm excited about, but uh, yep. let's round table this final thoughts. And then we're going to be done. Thank you everybody. We had a bunch of people watching tonight. Love the chat was great. We really appreciate everybody's support. Uh, we, <laughs> we will be back. Will it be midnight Mando? I have no idea. It's going to be, you know, so it's going to be Boba Fett book club, <laughs> the Boba yes. Fett book club, that's something. Uh, I like it. Um, we're making t-shirts. Yes. 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 <laughs> Chapter one. Just him on that. Like, what if the whole show is just Boba Fett sitting on Jabba's throne? Like, I'm not leaving. I like, like it here. <laughs> like King Conan. That, that would be his King Conan moment. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, let's let's do it. Uh, Jake, uh, Jake Walsh, thanks for joining us tonight. Final thoughts uh, on season two of Mandalorian. It, it feels like every single episode had uh, a treat hidden inside of it. Like, there was, like a, uh, there was a surprise. There was something that was almost completely unexpected happening in every single episode of season two. And it's kind of mind blowing, especially with like the roller coaster that star Wars has been since it started. So it's, I don't know. It's almost like a perfect, the Mandalorian's a perfect show. Yeah. It feels that way. Uh, Troy. Yeah, I mean, uh, d- totally echoing what Jacob was just saying. Like, it, it feels like a perfect show. It also feels like a perfect when you listen to an album for the first time and you love it, but you need to go back and listen to it two, three times before you really start to appreciate it. I'm looking forward to going back and, and re-watching from season one to season two to the finale that we just saw and and 
and seeing all of those nuances and picking up on all the things that I didn't pick up before. Um, it's, it's rare that I I'm excited to just start a show over immediately after uh, a season finale. So that's, that's a good thing. But, um, but I also want to take my time to thank you, Craig and Abby and Jake for lending the yes, have some, uh, brand to this show, because like this has been so much fun being able to, to sit and talk with you guys after every episode and just geek out and, and enjoy it and and not have to deal with the cynicism of, of things that are happening from the outside world and uh, and seeing 50 people at least in the chat that's on our screens right now that have stuck through the entire two hours here too. So obviously everybody wants to, to be a part of it. So thank you guys for what you're doing. Yeah. Well, we thank you. We thank and and I and I don't want to embarrass him, but but Troy's a hardworking man, and I do want everybody to go buy his new book. It is a, is it still sold out on Amazon? Yeah, the, we'll the, sold out on Amazon. Yeah, uh, the, uh, Barnes and Noble I think still has it. Yeah, the Wakanda Files, a, a complete guide to the world of Black Panther and Wakanda. I just made up that subtitle, but it sounded good. And 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 obviously Troy. Uh, GBHQ, the Ghostbusters. You know, if you thought this was a big year, twenty twenty one is going to be pretty big for us Ghostbusters fans. So, uh, well, in theory, we thought about we thought twenty twenty was going to be a big year for Ghostbusters fans. Uh, guys, we by, got by Luke Skywalker. Year, you mean all the actors dying? Right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, listen, yeah. listen. We can, oh. we live in a world where we got Luke Skywalker, uh, a young Luke Skywalker, before we got Ghostbusters Afterlife. Uh, so uh, we got two <laughs> coronavirus vaccines oh, and Luke Skywalker goodness. before we got the damn Ghostbusters movie. Uh, uh, Jake Ugh. Stevens, final thoughts. Final thoughts. Uh, and feel free to rain more praise on me. No, I'm just kidding. Keep right. yeah, anything else? <laughs> uh, another tragedy is that the fact that Jeremy Bullock behind me here passed a day before the show based on his legendary character was announced. So. Who, you wouldn't have thought that uh, that that would be the second place biggest Boba Fett news of yesterday, but uh, very sad. Right. Uh, we're lo- him and David Prowse. We've, we've lost some, uh, some, some legends. So. And Charlie Lippincott, who was pretty uh, infamous behind the scenes, getting Star Wars off the ground back in the day. Um, the, uh, the, the, the show is amazing. I think uh, season two, to outshine season one just by the fact that you know like i said before so many easter eggs and so many things came to fruition we i remember us talking a few shows ago we're like there's no way they're going to tie up all these different ends of the dark trooper fennec boba you know bo katan grogu you know and they do a nice job of tying up a lot of them um so i'm now uh my 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 uh, goal now is to go back and figure out where I could find the Return of the Jedi special specialer edition where everybody jumps off the barge before it blows up <laughs> and survives. Uh, and they have to walk have all the way back to the palace. Yeah. Yeah. Right? We have Bib Fortuna. We have Riggies. We have uh, Rystal here, yeah. the dancer in the background. We have all these people. Looks like Squidhead was there. I mean, how'd they survive? That's that I I need that comic book. Yeah. Max well, Rebo we... better be returned in <laughs> right? Yes. Right and what does that Twilight go on to do after she's freed? I hope she starts an Instagram account and like does her own thing. 
start selling Tatooine essential influencer. oils. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> 1.5 million on followers overnight. Yeah. Dude, she she might be shacking up with Pelimono or something. Dude, why not? Um. Yeah. Ryan Dole, the the the, the, the you spearhead. I told. I said at the beginning of the episode, I was the week before Midnight Mando. I was like, I'm not doing it. It's too much work. Uh, but you you uh, you said no. Fuck that. We're doing it. Let's do it. I was like, okay, we'll do it. Uh, final thoughts. Uh, this was an absolute. Oh, we're uh, out of time. No, I'm just kidding. Season. Bye, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. All right. Have a good night. Uh, no, it was a it was a trip. It was great. It was. Uh, I love this show. It brings me a lot of happiness. Right. So. Uh, yeah, like I'm super stoked and nothing filled my heart more than when they went into Jabba's palace at the post credits and as Boba goes for that throne, Fennec heads straight to the bar, grabs a bottle of spotchka, and she just does that like <laughs> lean back uh, pose. Hang on. Bless you, Ming Na With the spotchka and just like holding a gun. Like, man, you could I would love to have her airbrushed on the side of a van. Like that's how badass she Dude. Yes. Right? Flanking both sides. Man, if I wasn't such an emotional wreck when I went to bed, there would have been a serious calm down and I was probably gonna be a calm down. Snow fluids left. Tonight, no doubt. Yeah, right? Well, I I, I will say this. Abby, did you give your final thoughts yet? Uh I was going to drink from the spotchka from the bottle, actually, as my final thought. Just to say cheers to everyone. Um I it's we've really got a nice little family unit going, the people watching, the people that we are that I'm talking now on the screen with, um, you guys are like, it's been great. yeah, we can go into battle together. It's I, uh, I will say this. Thank you so much to everybody for, for tuning in every week. Thank you to everybody in the chat. Thank you to our man, blue chainsaw man, Jeff Wisnot, who, uh, Keeping it, it positive. Who, yeah, he was our, our moderator, and he's helped us out, weeding out the, the crap the last couple of weeks, uh, and uh, which there really wasn't much, but uh, it, it helped us out a lot. Thank you for that. Uh, buy yourself something. And uh, just buy yourself a buy- vintage Kenner Bib Fortuna. <laughs> yeah, go buy yourself that comes something. with the cane staff that he had. Let him buy yeah. something. Yes. Let him and, buy um, yeah. what, what I will say is, you know, we, you know, Star Wars has had such a resurgence, and it's it's so good, and I know we we all love it, and uh, I know. Abby, well, I think people sometimes have tried to figure out what the, the core three of Yes Have Some. You know, we, we started this thing a long time ago, five five years almost. This has been really fun. Abigail, myself, and Jake our favorite star Wars movie, all three of us is uh, return of the Jedi. So, uh, there ain't nothing wrong with seeing, uh, Bib Fortuna and, 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 uh, you know, Jabba's palace and, and uh, Ryan, what is your favorite star Wars movie? It's okay. I know everyone's going to say that my favorite is attack of the clones, Yeah, but it actually is return of the Jedi as well. All right. There you go. That's the one I remember. That's the one that hits me more retroactive. Like, you know, nostalgically, but I still mm-hmm. think it just holds up and it's still good. Right. And then second is Attack of the Clones because it builds all the best foundation for Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. So listen, everybody, we'll, we'll let you go. It's 2.30. This was our longest episode. I like talking, so I'll keep going yes. if I don't shut up. <laughs> uh, stay tuned. We're yes, have some. Midnight Mando. Uh, YHS podcast. You can find us on iTunes, YouTube, Spotify. We have our five-year anniversary coming up. We got toy anxiety that I do with Ryan every week. We've got the core episodes, bonus content, 
And obviously, Jake Stevens, thank you so much for your help. Everybody check out from Four Long Zuckus. Check out uh, Galaxy of Toys. And, of course, you you frequent the Sandcrawler uh, podcast, which is a uh, a Star Wars toy podcast, which is which is unreal. Uh, they were in the <laughs> chat tonight as well. Yeah, yeah so lots of good stuff. Bye, everybody. We will see you next year. <laughs> Christmas 2021. <laughs> we'll see you at AM Andor. Andor Great vacation, family. Yes. And uh, in Andor in the morning. Yes. <laughs> Christmas gallery Mandalorian. Yes, Reminder. Christmas Day. We're going to find out. Let's just keep doing this. You want to do it next week? We'll just talk about an old we'll episode. Let's do it. It's just Christmas Day. No yeah. one's going anywhere. And then also we're going to find out, uh, you know, Mark Hamill, he tweeted today. He said, see anything good on TV lately? Uh, I was like, you son of a fallen Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody. Bye, y'all. Bye, guys. Bye-bye.